Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, America, friends and family around the world. How are you all doing tonight? I hope you are doing well and welcome to a brand new week and a brand new edition of The Sea Report. And uh, we are coming to you live on this Monday, September 27th, 2021, as we quickly say goodbye to the ninth month of the year and move ahead um, and say hello to October. And uh, what other what other joys could bring us October than, uh, I don't know, maybe some of the stuff that we have been hoping for for quite some time, ladies and gentlemen, because... Uh, we are really pushing that boundary here as we approach uh, 2021, uh, sorry, 2022. Boy, how did I get a year behind, right? Uh, but uh, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have so many things coming down the pike right now. Um, it, it's almost as if though uh, the powers that be had procrastinated and now they're forcing all of this down our throats at one time. But you know what? Uh, it might be a um, tough pill to swallow. No, it might be um, biting off more than we can handle. Maybe. A mouthful nonetheless, but we can stomach it. That's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the ones that may not be able to stomach it, of course, are going to be those uh, sleeping sleepers. Uh, those, uh, you know, um, um, apathetic non-carers. Uh, those disengaged Americans those um, violent and uh, contrite Democrat liberals that lean left, progressives, communists, socialists, because a lot of stuff is happening at once right now, ladies and gentlemen, and that, my friends, is kind of uh, where we are at this point in time. Now, um, we uh, had a pretty good weekend this past weekend here at the C channels, whether you're at Mr. CTV over there on uh, Twitch and Cloud Hub or you're at uh, the Mr. C channel over at the Foxhole app. Well, we had a, we had a fun time this past weekend. Now uh, we had um, we had two pretty good Mr. C in the dark episodes. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with Mr. C in the dark, say you're uh, tuning in for the first time over at Clout Hub, or you just happened to land on our channel over at Twitch. Um, Mr. C in the dark is a uh, a casual. Um, show, right? A casual uh, news show, talk show, uh, where we uh, go over some of the headlines, maybe maybe some of the things that we missed here at the Sea Report during the week because uh, I got long-winded on things or I just didn't have enough time to incorporate it into the show. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have a chat engagement up the wazoo as well as guests quite uh, often. And uh, this past uh, Friday, we had uh, the Speak Uneasy, who is also a content creator um, that is associated with the Foxhole.app and uh, has his own uh, podcast over at Anchor.fm. Um, uh, it's a different kind of show if you're used to the patriotic, news-driven type of show. Um, so I would uh, suggest that uh, and recommend that you all go check that out whenever you have a chance. Um, uh, because I think you'll be in for a pleasant surprise, uh, you know, particularly if you, um, particularly if, if, uh, you know, um, your connection with God resonates, uh, with you more, I think you'll really enjoy and appreciate the work that they do there. And, uh, we also had with us on Friday, um, a man by the name of Mr. Ping, 
uh, who actually also happens to be a DJ over at Twitch. But uh, the fun stuff about Mr. Ping is uh, he is actually um, going to be running for county judge in the state of Texas in a particular er county. Um, and uh, he's a patriot, which is pretty cool. So, you know, and um, I got to say, the man knows how to keep the energy light and the atmosphere fun. So, you know, we need more people in, uh, I think, our jurisdictional areas, uh, or I should, I should say judiciary areas like that. So uh, anyways, as uh, more stories develop on the ping situation, and uh, yeah, we'll let you guys know because uh, it's not time just yet to vote. But being that uh, the C report is centered in Texas, um, you know, we will uh, definitely be talking about that. And, you know, we also have another show that is actually dedicated to Texas here at Mr. CTV. And uh, it's called Lone Star News. And it is all about the current events, the news, the goings on, you know, the who done it in the state of Texas, uh, as well as um, uh, an, an, an analysis and a breakdown to the best of my ability, from what I understand that's happening in our Texas legislature, as well as sometimes some of the national incidents that tend to, you know, affect our great state. Uh, can you say um, um, uh, border catastrophe, border crisis, border Armageddon at the hands of this illegitimate president, this stand-in that was uh, placed into office? And now you know, ladies and gentlemen, why you should never have an illegitimate president. <laughs> you practically have to kill the country just to figure it out. Well, my friends, it had to be this way. It had to be this way. And uh, as cliche as that might become a phrase in Patriot circles, it is quite true, ladies and gentlemen, because we can't be told. I know you can't tell me. You don't tell me. We have to be shown, which means go look. You'll see for yourself. The sky is blue. And uh, that's just the way it goes. So it had to be this way. And, and it's not this way for the Patriots. That's the thing that I think we tend to forget. The way that it is right now with an illegitimate administration and America falling apart and the world right in tow is not for us, guys. It's not for we, the people of the foxhole.app platform. It is not for we, the people of the um, America First MAGA movement or the conservatives or even the like five genuine Republicans in our state legislature, our, our, our sorry, our federal legislature. Um, it is for the sleepers. It is for the left-leaning liberals. It is for the uh, diehard, bitter, and uh, aggressively nasty Democrats, and even for the patriotic, uh, never really got involved, but I love my country Democrats, and those guys are almost extinct. Don't get me wrong, COVID killed off most of them, okay? Those guys, that is what that is for. When they say it had to be this way, it's not for us, even though we read it ourselves in, you know, the Q Bible, and, you know, we uh, heard it in... Uh, various, um, you know, um, 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 social media platforms by uh, various insiders connected to Trump. Uh, yeah, they're the ones who said it. We're the ones who, uh, you know, discovered it. And uh, we're the ones who it resonated with. But it's not for us, okay? 
It is not for us. It had to be this way is not for us. It is for them because they are the ones who are asleep. And it had to be this way because of them. <laughs> it's not for us. Anyways, guys. Anyways, guys. Uh, I don't know. Um, you, you know, the whole reason why that topic even comes into my mind is because, like I said, we had such a jam-packed weekend this past weekend, even though we didn't do a Lone Star News. Uh, but we will be back in the saddle on Saturday of this upcoming week, uh, which I guess would be the first Saturday in October. Dang! It is already October, guys! Oh, man, we are T-minus, like, 23 days, 28 days for the... Uh, for God and Country Patriot Double Down in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Uh, you guys should definitely check that out uh, if you have not heard about it. Um, the C Report, myself, will be there live and in living color to cover the event. In fact, I just uh, received my, uh, my press kit information so that uh, I can figure out what the rules are. Because for all I know, they're going to be like, you can cover the event, but you can't live stream it. And I'll be like, dang, that's what I was going to be there for. But no, I have a lot more ideas than just live streaming it. Uh, so we'll see what happens, guys. But uh, you can bet for sure October 22nd through the 24th live on uh, the Mr. C channel at the Foxhole app and at Mr. C TV in Clout Hub and in Twitch. Mr. C will be live on the ground in Nevada just bothering the heck out of normies and, uh, you know, uh, questioning the Patriots there about the event. We'll see what happens, but, uh, I'm planning on, I'm planning on doing a lot of stuff while I'm there. We'll also be doing, uh, Mr. C reports live from Las Vegas. We'll be probably doing, uh, Mr. C in the dark live from Las Vegas. Uh, so it should be a fun week for sure. And I say a week because, uh, even though the event is, uh, the event is what, um, three days, three and a half days. Um, I'll be in Vegas for about a week. Okay. About a week on either side of about whichever one it proves to be. Well, then you will see for yourself. But I do warn you guys, uh, particularly those who are joining us on the live streams, uh, because the Wi-Fi connections and, and I'm working out some technical things to try and get a strong Wi-Fi connection while I'm in a hotel, because the Wi-Fi connections are pretty weak in hotels, I will not be able to run uh, this type of show while I'm in Las Vegas. So it might be a watered-down version of the C-Report. We may not have any videos because Lord knows that kills uh, the feed. But we'll see what happens, guys. We'll see what happens. But it should be a great week anyways. And as I was saying, uh, this past weekend, uh, even though we did not have a Lone Star News show, we did, in fact, uh, um, do a um, watch party of the uh, Save America rally in Perry, Georgia, featuring uh, Herschel Walker, was it Jody Bryce, um, and, of course, President Trump. And uh, that was a great speech, ladies and gentlemen. And in fact, in talking with some of the friends in the community, uh, what I have come to find out is a lot of you all really appreciated his speech on Saturday at that rally uh, because he he it, it's it's the kind of speech that is is very representational of uh, what we believe in, who we are, and why we. Uh, follow this man, even though it's because he's a proxy for the Constitution and restoring the Republic. 
you know, and uh, it's it's a speech that we can sell to people. We can be like, look, Trump gave this badass speech and he did not once men- once mention the vaccines, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So anyways, I think you guys know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. But um, for today, ladies and gentlemen, what we will be covering here live on the C-Report, what do we got on the agenda for today? Uh, looks like uh, we have President Trump as a guest doing an interview with Glenn Beck. Ah! Okay, sorry guys. You know, I know uh, when it comes to different content creators throughout the Patriot field, and I'm not trying to cause any type of division, but I've never been a Glenn Beck fan. So, um, never been a Glenn Beck, never been a Glenn Beck fan. So, you know, but we are going to air the interview today uh, between President Trump and Glenn Beck. He was on his podcast. And uh, Glenn Beck was sitting there in his, you know, uh, his basement uh, with all of those uh, green green screen graphics and, uh, you know, looking like he was a little paranoid. No, we don't have the video of that feed, but we will be listening to the podcast version of the interview. So we'll see how it goes. It should be pretty interesting. Uh, and in other non-related news to Glenn Beck, um, but related news to interviews, I am still hunting down the, um, I'm still hunting down the Sherry Markson President Trump interview. Like either Sky News of Australia is so hard up to not allow their content to be aired in other places or something else is going on. Because let me tell you what, guys, I cannot find a single copy of the Sky News uh, interview between President Trump and Sherry Markson where they blow the lid on all of this COVID stuff. You know, the headlines that you're like, where did that come from? And it's like, uh, President Trump talks about how the body bags were stacking up in China and and starts going on about uh, what was really happening between the funding in Wuhan and the United States of America government and Ecolab systems and how, you know, the Chinese military plays into that. Like a lot of stuff was mentioned in that interview and it is like stricken from uh, the the world wide web the you know this spider web of whatever but anyways i'm gonna keep on looking for it got you guys if any of you guys happen to know where a copy or a link to the full version of this interview is that sherry markson s-h-a-r-r-i markson interview with President Trump on Sky News. Please pass that link because I really want to hear that interview. And uh, it was aired in Australia, you know, so like, I, I mean, I don't know, it was like a, a Monday of last week is when it aired. And, um, you know, I was not able to see it uh, because I don't know what time uh, that is in America. <laughs> I think it I think it aired here, it would have been on Tuesday or something like that because it was like a Monday night in Australia, so that would have been like what a Tuesday afternoon, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I should get a hold of some of the friends in the Foxhole app who are from down under. We have a few of them there out there, you know, and uh, maybe they happen to know. Maybe they happen to know if there's a uh, a live link somewhere uh, that we can access that show. But anyway, so we're gonna t- we're gonna listen to the uh, Trump Glenn Beck interview. Um, mainstream media lies about Arizona audit. Now this one guys has been bothering me since Thursday of last week, uh, because the mainstream media, uh, received an, uh, a draft copy 
of the uh, audit report and they ran with it. Now, apparently in this audit report, you know, um, it said that uh, Trump lost by more than what was originally thought and Biden won by more than what was originally thought. And no, ladies and gentlemen, it is not that way. And, you know, and I even heard someone involved with the audit proper. I don't remember if it was Karen Fan or who it was, but someone said that was an early, that was the earliest version of the draft. And yes, in that version, it does show that, uh, you know, what the media is running away with right now is true, but it's not even nowhere near the truth. What it is, is it is, it is uh, information that is, I would say, willfully misunderstood and then taken out of context and then stripped away from the entire meaning of what it was, which I guess is also taking it out of context, and then running with it wild in a in a very uh, hybrid wrap-up smear campaign of propaganda, you know, uh, that takes the truth and applies a falsehood to it and throws it at America. So that right now, uh, you know, the mainstream media is still going on about it. And, uh, you know, it, it was of my opinion that uh, the mainstream media had an ultimatum. They had a choice to make. Either the people who took this leaked first draft and started spewing all of their propaganda out on Thursday night of last week, all the way through Friday, you know, once they actually released the report and all the real facts were out there and all of the details that supported by evidence and investigation was out there, that the mainstream media had the choice to either recant, retract, or apologize, or, you know, they're going to face some kind of firestorm because they have chosen to lie, bold-faced lie, to the people about this report, just so that when we patriots go and say, hey, did you hear about the Arizona audit? They'll say, yeah, it was a clown show and uh, Trump lost by more than they thought he did in the first place. And that's how they are going to be emboldened. That is their ammunition. That is their fight that we're going to have to confront, you know, as a, a body of patriots and, uh, and, and in sharing the truth. So, we will be closely examining some of these mainstream media lies today because since Friday, since the Arizona audit report dropped properly, the mainstream media did not recant, did not retract or apologize or even put it at the bottom of page 10 in microprint, okay? They... Double down? No. They tripled down? No. They quintupled down? No. These, these crazy SOBs basically septupled down and they have carried the lie on about the audit showing that Trump lost by more than uh, initially uh, thought. And it's totally misconstrued. So um, anyways, we're, we're going to take a look at that. So guys, so when we get to this segment of the show tonight, be forewarned, there will be many swamp creature troll sightings on the screen 
So get your uh, get your Patriot colored goggles on because uh, it's going to be ugly, guys. Like we have some of the nastiest swamp creatures in the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media that will be on the report tonight. Even one that I thought I would never play because I cannot stand this person. But we will play them tonight because we're going to document their willful propaganda and lying. We're going to document their complicity towards fraud and treason and a coup on this country, as it has been documented. But you know what? We're going to document it here on the Sea Report tonight. So if you guys don't have a stomach for the swamp creatures, I suggest that you get your uh, vomit bags right now. Uh, get your tums because it's not going to be pretty. Okay, guys. Uh, now we're also going to revisit the mess going on with um, a county recorder, um, Tina Peters over there in Mesa County, Colorado. As you guys know, she was, uh, we talked about her last week. We need to push this narrative hard. Okay. Now, right now, the only other kind of uh, pa uh, patriot or independent or conservative rag out there that I see talking about this is the national file. They have a story. Everything else on this story is local. Okay. So we're going to talk about it again tonight because this story needs to be talked about. This woman risked a lot. She uh, she endangered her life, the life of her family and those associated with her. And based on what Jenna Greswald, the evil Secretary of Snakes over there in Colorado, has said about uh, the actions that they took, which are being questioned by Tina Peters, this story could very well be pigeonholed. And if it does not come to the light... I don't want to know the possible fates of one patriot, Tina Peters, up there in the hills and mountains of Colorado, okay? Because it could be ugly, right? It can be very ugly when a story this big does not get out into the light, meaning it's not known nationally. Her life is in danger. So we're going to talk about her again today. And then finally, I'm sure many of you guys are like, huh, Mr. C, why is you talking about R. Kelly, Mr. C? He has nothing to do with uh, America first. Well, you know what, guys? You're right to a point. Uh, but we're also going to cl we'll close the show with R. Kelly, and he has been found guilty on nine counts of human trafficking and racketeering. Okay, this is a big story that I think will have a lot of weight and a lot of consequence for our movement, which is to restore the republic, bring back faith and honor to the Constitution and put America first for we, the people of these United States. So yes, this is going to be one of those stories, guys. There's a lot of stuff going on out there in the, uh, in the Illuminati celebrity field, ladies and gentlemen, that I think it might, uh, it might, uh, it might, um, you know, tossle your skirts a little bit. It might wrinkle your pants some, but, um, timing is everything y'all. Timing is everything. And uh, a story like this with R. Kelly, as well as maybe something else that we'll touch into tonight. Um, I'm excited, guys, because I already see the writing on the wall. And uh, if my speculation on this front is wrong, so be it. But uh, I don't know. My gut says it's not. And uh, we'll share with you guys what I think that is in just a little bit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time before we jump into today's report 
that we uh, check out who all is visiting in the chat, you guys, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's up on this Monday evening. And uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, first of all, Deplore Laura. Good evening, Deplore Laura. And uh, I do apologize that you have to be all by yourself at Twitch today. And as always, I thank you for um, holding the light on over there. Um, in case you didn't know, uh, we are up and in action again over at HQ, the foxhole.app and pill.net. So all our friends are over there. But hey, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you hold that light on, Deplora Laura. And whoever else just came into Twitch, hi, you have a friend there somewhere. I, they're just uh, they're just being a wallflower at the moment. You don't have to come off the wall, I'm just saying. <laughs> coffee, ladies and gentlemen. I need coffee tonight. Okay, so uh, let's see what we got. Tam Goral, good evening and welcome to the show. It looks like uh, Tam was the first in the ha house. Um, and uh, we also have Val Kimber. Haven't seen you in a moment, Val Kimber. Welcome back. Or, I mean, unless you've been, well, I haven't seen you if you've been lurking, obviously. And that's quite okay with me. Never mind the lurkers. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Okay, I missed Mr. Pink. Who's Mr. Pink? Did I miss something here? Anyhow, casual GG is in the house. Good evening, casual GG. The speak uneasy. Mr. C, who are you? You're not Mr. C. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Okay, got yeah, so someone noticed. Uh, in fact, actually, guys, um, I <laughs> I actually you see this here is a band-aid. I actually cut myself shaving, you know, and I'm I'm willing to share this on national broadcast. So I was gonna have this on, uh, but then I I was like, oh no, I can't do that, and it doesn't look too bad in the 480p quality that this uh, this report streams off of. Anyways, okay, uh, good to see you, speaking easy. Glad you're in the house tonight, and welcome. Uh, let's see here. Um, what else? Who else is here? Empress Beach to you. Sorry, I'm so late, but I will catch the replay. Oh, you didn't miss too much. It was only what. 12 minutes. You're good, sweetie. I think you're good. But I mean, you know, uh, if you want to hear my opening rants, well. Catch that replay, girl. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, Sherry Pittsburgh. Good evening. How are you doing tonight? Um, and uh, Tam Grell says she wants to see the speech again. Was too distracted the first time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, catch, catch President Trump's speech from Saturday. It is aces. And it sounds nothing like the speeches he's been giving the last four or five rallies. Uh, it's probably the outline or the skeleton of the speech that he will be using uh, for the next five rallies. But uh, as long as uh, the Patriots are giving him something to talk about or the failures of an illegitimate administration is giving him something to talk about or, or the woke embarrassment of the generals and the military give him something to talk about, you know, it'll be fresh. It'll be fresh. Um, let's see here. What a better lately. Good evening, sir. Now, now better lately is one of those friends from Canada that I was talking about. Wait, was I talking about Canada earlier? I'm already forgetting. Do we even talk about Canada? <laughs> I'm sorry. Better lately. Oh, Australia is who I was talking about. Not Canada, but you know, we get good information from our friends from Canada too. There's quite a few of them also patriots, uh, to the North of us. Um, I haven't found any patriots in the south of us. I don't think there's a foxhole.app Mexico. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe if I go down to Mexico, I'll start spreading the word. Um, I don't know when I'm going down to Mexico. I have no plans to. 
but I do have friends that are going down, but they're not, they're, they're not really patriots. You know, they're not really patriots. They, they're afraid of COVID. Like they, they think they can actually die from it anyways. Oh my goodness. Speaking of which guys, like in my travels this weekend, I had a very interesting conversation with a man who was like, I was getting in the car and he was like, do you have your mask? And I was like, uh-huh. And I was like, the door's not unlocked. And he's like, well, you don't have your mask on yet. And I was like, well, you don't either. And he was like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, oh, I was like, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Anyways, that was an interesting conversation. Um, but uh, Better Lately donated 100 gold pills. Thank you. And he says, who is this young looking, clean shaven, sharp dressed man? You guys can no longer call me Mr. Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Oh yeah. It'll grow back. I just, um, yeah, I, I shaved it this past. I actually just shaved it today. Anyways. Okay. I needed to, I, I actually, I actually just ripped off the entire first layer of skin today. I did a shave and I did a chemical peel. No, just kidding. It was a microdermabrasion acidic, um, you know, scrub. Um, and, uh, and then I, I put, you know, a little bit of, uh, the vitamin C type of oil. Anyways, uh, skin, uh, skin care is very, very important. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that I have not learned to do is what president Trump says to do all the time. And that is don't touch your face. <laughs> and I'm always like, you know, anyways, okay. Enough about that. We're not here to talk about skincare, Mr. C we're here to talk about the news and we've got some stories for you guys today. Thank you again, Better Lately. Sergeant Sparky is in the house and drops a bit shoot link. All right. Let me uh, copy and paste that link and see what it... Oh, is this, like a, is this like a link to President Trump's rally, maybe? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm going to check it out now. Um, Two Rivers, good evening. Bars and restaurants should put on big screens the videos exposes. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much so much we have to play this right now ladies and gentlemen okay no 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 i'm taking oh my god sergeant sparky if i never told you and your wife that i love you i love you guys thank you so much for dropping that oh my god no 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 this is not it sergeant sparky it is an hour long not five minutes and 43 seconds <laughs> but i thank you for uh trying uh next contestant no <laughs> It's an hour long interview guy. It is an hour long, but thank you so much uh, for uh, dropping that in there. But yeah, um, there's five minute clips. There's eight minute clips. There's three minute clips. But uh, I, again, Sergeant Sparky for that moment of excitement that you gave me, I'm, I still love you guys. Don't worry. Like, you know, when my heart swelled right now, it was real and it still is. But, um, but um it's not the full interview, but thank you so much. I appreciate, I appreciate you for giving me that moment because it felt really good. <laughs> that moment felt really good, Sergeant Sparky. So at least for the emotion you brought me, cause I don't feel, I don't feel down about it or anything like that. But uh, you know, I mean, I'm not like disappointed. I'm actually still quite elated uh, that you did that. Um, uh, let's see here. Ah, oh yeah, better lately. Uh, uh, Sergeant Sparky's gonna make a cameo by way of uh, by way of show notes at better lately. So uh, you know, guys, 
you can always catch them after our show. And if you're a fan of Better Lately and you like them compared to us, go see them. Uh, I'm just glad you guys are hanging out right now. So, Noah, I have I have a re- really bad sense and spirit of competition. Like, I just, I you know, I mean, competition makes things better, obviously, right? But I just, I don't care to compete. I just do my thing. And if it's better, then it's better. And I don't even care if it's better. I just like doing what I do. That's not the point. The point is not to be better. The point is to be truthful to yourself in what you do and uh, not to pay attention to anyone else. That's what I do. Okay. Awesomeness. Uh, maybe I'll stop in too better lately after the show and I'll try, you know, I'll try and get the show done at a godly hour tonight. And I think we will, as long as uh, I move uh, quickly. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Tam girl says they never said the ballots were valid. Just what they, uh, just what they want more, more for Biden. Yeah. You know, and, uh, we'll get into that also as we, uh, we go through those MSM lies tonight. Uh, cause I think I know the number one suspect of where that story came from. No, it did come from, um, the earliest draft, but it is not what they say it is. Okay. Let's see here. <laughs> um they were they will they will till the trap door opens and their neck snap aha uh-huh. stone roller says i mean you know a lot of these people are diehards uh stone roller like they are so invested in this they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to win uh but uh their time has come their time is up so yeah um, well then, this is a good time to go pee. <laughs> Empress Beach to you. Uh, yeah, absolutely, girl. Don't uh, don't deny nature. Uh, hey there to you, Mr. C, before you get started. Good evening. Uh, save our children, says Sherry Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's what I'm talking about with this R. Kelly thing. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. We're going to... I, I gar... <sighs> I guarantee it, right? Um, I have a really strong feeling that Save Our Children 2.0 is right around the corner, guys. And this R. Kelly thing is just the start of it. Um, let's see here. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, Tam Growl, well, wonder if uh, his testimony has fingers. Ooh, that sounds nasty, Tam Growl. Uh, good evening, Just V. Welcome into the show. Uh, 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 thank you for coming in. <laughs> Ohio Kimmy, thank you for gifting the cookie. Sean Joe, you are back. I am back, Sean Joe. Thank you so much. Also, for those of you who uh, who rabble roused a little bit, uh, uh, and uh, thank you for the cookies. Well, Tam Grell, thank you for gifting the shades. Um, Sean Joe, again with the cookie, thank you so much. And Ohio Kimmy with the cookie. Hola, chica. Um, Jet Rover 17 says, hello, good evening. And Expo says in pronunciation at Mr. C Expo, not familiar. And then finally, Tam Grau says, I'm having streaming trouble again. I'm sorry to hear that, sweetie. I know there's a, there's a couple of friends out there that are having really dire issues with, uh, but, but I, I think uh, that's not related to the platform itself from what I understand. Uh, it's, it might be the service area or it might, I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, guys, thank you all for being present and accounted for tonight. And uh, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, now we will jump into today's C report. And I was really looking forward to this one only because of A, the audit on uh, Friday, and then B, would you stop doing that, computer? And then also B, the um, uh, rally on Saturday. So uh, some notable things to talk about for sure tonight. 
Um, let's go ahead and see where we begin. Oh, yes, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we begin with President Trump because President Trump leads at the Sea Report. All right. And uh, what a better way to put it. Uh, great again. The rally on Saturday, highly recommend it. Clinton, um, DNC, uh, Mark Elias, um, the military, the generals. Gosh, he, he covered a lot of ground on Saturday. And uh, a lot of stuff was rehashed from, I don't know, oh, say two, three, four years ago with all these bogus investigations that were happening on him. Uh, so, so noted, timing is everything. And uh, now we will perhaps uh, see an end to uh, what began, <laughs> what the deep state began, President Trump and the people of this country are going to end. Mark my words. All right, first statement from President Trump coming to us tonight. Um, it says here, all 17,000 illegal immigrants who entered our country from Haiti and other places unknown have now been released into our country with no vetting, checking, or even minimal understanding of who they are. Some are very sick with extremely contagious diseases, even worse than the China virus. Oh, really, President Trump? When everyone is telling us that the China virus is the worst thing to happen since, I don't know, what's the worst thing to happen? Uh, since the Hindenburg, right? Um, they have uh, diseases. That, why aren't they dead, President Trump? How could that be? I'm surprised the media, maybe by tomorrow we'll see a headline out there that says, uh, President Trump denies the deadliness of the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus fake pandemic. Planned pandemic. I guess that sounds better. Anyways. So anyways, so uh, the statement continues. They are not masked or mandated but just let free to roam all over our country and affect what was just a year ago, a great nation. Now we are a nation. Uh, now we are a nation humiliated. Whoops. I don't know why I did that. Get that. Oh, why am I? What is going on here? Sorry. Okay. Push the wrong button, guys. Now we are a nation humiliated like never before, both with the historical embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan and our border where millions are pouring in. Our country is being destroyed. Yeah, it is. Uh, they picked the perfect fall guy for it. They picked the perfect patsy. I mean, at some level, Biden knew what he was doing. Did he know that he would risk losing so much uh, personal respect and dignity? He probably didn't care because he was probably, you know, um, high on uh, crack and had a child in his lap with a head full of hair up his nose when he signed that contract. Uh, next statement from President Trump. The Republicans in the Senate have the cards, including political cards, to stop the onslaught of Democrat legislation that will further lead to the destruction of the United States. The 19 senators who voted for the non-infrastructure infrastructure bill, of which only 11% is infrastructure as we know it, have created a big setback for Republicans. 
They can't make mistakes like that again. They must play every card in the deck. Even the card that has no precedence, has never been tested, and has never been seen live and in action in this country. Like, uh, I don't know, a full-on forensic audit of, a, uh, of an election. Or, I don't know, decertification of an election based on evidence that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that that uh, particular election should not have been certified in the beginning. Or, I don't know. Reinstating a president who rightfully won the vote of the people and kicking to the curb, at the least, the illegitimate regime that took its place and at the most, trying them for treason in front of a military tribunal and allowing the gods of law here in this democratic republic to do their work. Play every card in the deck. Next statement. Ah, uh, yes, a big old statement from President Trump. It says, just eight months ago, the whole world knew that if you illegally violated America's borders, no matter where you came from, you'd be immediately caught, promptly detained, and swiftly removed. Perfect precision clockwork. Our border was the envy of nations. Now our border is the laughingstock of the globe. Anyone from anywhere can just illegally walk across our border, turn themselves in, and then be on the city, onto the city of their choice. No testing, no masking, no mandates. Free healthcare, deliveries, and medical services in our emergency rooms, all paid for by taxpayers. Drugs pour through like water. Our border agents are disrespected, denigrated, and demoralized. Now, news reports indicate another 20,000 Haitians are staged in Colombia, preparing to make the trek to our southern border. But that's just the beginning. Wave after wave, we are heading our, they are heading our way. Invited here to break our laws by Biden, Mayorkas, and the Marxist Democrats. Indeed, at this very moment, House Democrats are preparing to pass a reconciliation bill that includes total amnesty for millions of illegal aliens and removes all limits on green cards and chain uh, migration. Democrats are playing for keeps. Republicans better fight hard, fight strong, and stay united for America, or we won't have a country left. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Deplora Laura says over on Twitch, 135 rhinos voted yes to take guns from our vets. Oh, I need to go uh, fish out that headline, um, Deplora Laura, because uh, 2A is something we most definitely cover here at the Sea Report. Very important for us all. Ah, already? Boo! No, just kidding. All right, guys, uh, it is time. It's time. It's time to hear President Trump frolicking with Glenn Beck. 
so let me get uh, that pulled up. I'm actually going to do something here real quick, live and on the air. Let me see. Man, I'm like on the uh, fifth column over there on Twitch in the uh, category of politics. I need I need to get more viewers there to push up, you know, my ranking. So this way I can get more viewers who would never otherwise visit the fifth column. <laughs> Anyways, uh, oh yeah, so let me do this real quick because I'm trying to uh, provide for you guys the best sound quality possible. Bam! Okay, hey, what's up, y'all? Oh, let me put my banner up here again. Bam! Okay, so uh, and now we're going to uh, get Glenn Beck's ugly mug back on the screen. Well, hi there, Glenn Beck. How you doing today? Thank you. All right, there he is, Glenn Beck. Okay, uh, sorry guys, I am just not a fan of Glenn Beck. Okay, so let us go ahead. It's it's a brief interview. It's not too long. You don't have to suffer Glenn Beck for too long. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we can either talk about it or we can't. I don't even, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, this aired on the 21st. Wow, my God, that was already like, what? Six days ago. I remember hearing about this interview on Friday of last week. And uh, the full interview was not available. So I don't know what's up with that. I dig as deep as I can, guys. But here we go. Let's, uh, let's get this rolling so we're not wasting too much time. Gleneth Beckith and uh, President Donald J. Trump. And uh, we're not even going to listen to this Nick McKinley character. Who knows who the heck that is? All right, guys. Enjoy. And I'll see you on the other side. They're back to appeasing Iran, putting Israel in danger, giving our weapons and planes to the Taliban. And to sum up in Afghanistan, Americans have been left behind. Do you miss him yet? <sighs> President Trump, I started that list about 20 minutes ago and I could have gone on. I cannot believe it's only been nine months and this much damage has been done to our nation. Well, I'd like to copy that list. I think I'm going to get that, and I'm going to maybe just, you don't mind if I plagiarize like you <laughs> No, did. not at all. I wrote that. <laughs> that, that, is, that is astounding. That is astounding. Yeah, yeah there's plenty more. It's pretty incredible. Well, look, Europe is very, very unhappy with him, not for personality reasons, because I got along great. I actually got along great with Merkel. I got along great with Boris. I got along great with... Everybody, Macron or France, the the problem that I had is that NATO and Europe, they were ripping us off so badly on NATO. I mean, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. I got them to pay four hundred and thirty billion dollars. I said, look, you got to pay it. We're protecting you. They were delinquent. Most of them were not paying or they were paying very little, not what they were supposed to pay. They had a very strong regulation. They have to pay up to a certain point. They weren't even close to it, other than eight countries, eight out of 28. So that was NATO was a ripoff from the standpoint of that. And they paid up when I came in. They asked me, they said, well, would you protect? I said, no, you got to pay. And once I said, you got to pay your bills, no other president has said it. And they were ripping us. But they got along with me, but they didn't like a lot of the things I did. Like, sure. For instance, uh, the second thing about Europe, we can go to many other countries, many other places, but 
But the second thing about Europe is they ripped us off on trade. We don't sell farm products there. We don't sell cars there. We don't sell anything. They have us so restricted. And I was breaking that up until we had the rigged election result. I mean, I was breaking it up. And we were going to have, I mean, when COVID came in, obviously we had to have another thing. And we came up with a vaccine in nine months, actually less, believe it or not. It was supposed to take four or five years and did a lot of good work therapeutically, Regeneron and a lot of other things, Mm -hmm. which people don't talk about, which is so important. If you ever get it, although you had it, didn't you? I did. I did have it. it. Yeah, I had I had a bad case of it, but I was taking uh, the minute I stopped taking hydroxychloroquine. I got it right. I mean, oh, but that's right. Yeah. Well, that was another thing. I should have said you should never take hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> that, they'd say you must have it. You know, right. you know the wall. So we had after two and a half years of lawsuits, which I ended up winning all of them, eleven of them at least. Uh, we started building the wall, and it was a month from being finished. It was great, and it's still great because it covers such vast sections. But just little openings. And, you know, unlike them, I wanted to get all our equipment back. OK, I took I wanted everything coming back from Mexico. They didn't they didn't mind leaving eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment in in uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So so what happens? So what happens is Europe is ripping us off land so badly on trade. So when I was, you know, there on numerous occasions, great relationships. But I said, you can't do that. You got to buy our cars. You got to buy you know, things that we make also. So we had about, when I got there, we had $190 billion trade deficit, which nobody knows. And with China, we had $507 billion in a trade deficit. And I did a great job. And I made a trade deal with China, which put our farmers in great shape. They're doing well because of it. I mean, frankly, and I don't even talk about it because of COVID, though. I don't even mention it. You know, when I when I talk about a trade deal, it's a big deal. It's one of the biggest deals ever made. I also redid our deal with Canada, you know, with mm-hmm. Canada and Mexico. That was NAFTA was probably the worst trade deal ever made. And now it's a great deal for the United States. Um, and it's, you know, what we did is amazing. And uh, he's breaking so much of it up. It's terrible. I, uh, I, I we have such limited time with you. I, I, yeah. I, I want to cover a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the, can you just tell me (laughs) it, it, were they following the withdrawal plan that you had in place with Afghanistan? No, not even a little bit. And we had a great plan, but it was a very tenuous plan. It was based on many conditions. For instance, you can't kill American soldiers. Mm -hmm. And I dealt with Abdul, you know, Abdul Ghani Karaka, Mm -hmm. and I dealt with him. And very strongly, and he's the guy that's now the boss, and he was the boss then, and a lot of people weren't sure, and I had you know, numerous conversations, but I said the first, absolute first part of the first conversation that, Abdul, hopefully we're going to get along, but here's the story. If you kill any Americans or any American soldiers, any, we're going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before, and we're starting in your village but we are going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before. I hate to start off a conversation that way. It's not very friendly, but that's okay. I think you understand you've been fighting for your entire life. So what happened, what happened, Glenn, is from that point for 18 months, I believe it is approximately, not one American soldier was killed. We kept everything that we, and you have to understand, I did want to get out, 
but I wanted to get out with dignity and I wanted to take our equipment out and, you know, $85 billion. And I wanted to get, I didn't want soldiers killed. I've spoken to numerous of the parents who will only speak to me. They won't speak to Biden because they view what he did as having killed their child. And what he did is just indefensible. He took the military out first and he left all these people and then we became beggars to get the people out. So I had a plan to get them out very quickly. But first, the Americans would go out. I say, go out. And you had a certain amount of time. If somebody wants to stay, we can't be responsible for them. But not too many people would have stayed. Go out. We were going to keep Bagram open. We were never going to close that because, frankly, Bagram is more about China than it is about Afghanistan. It's practically right on the border of China. It's perfect. And now we've lost that. And you know who's taking it over? China. I hear China is taking it over. We spend $10 billion to build that base. It's got the longest, most powerful runways in the world. And China is now got its representatives. It looks like they're going to take it over. Glenn, it's not even believable what's happened. The way we got out, you know, they have Apache helicopters. These are really expensive <laughs> weapons. And really, they have 28 of them. And they're brand new. They're the latest model. They have, you know, other obviously planes. I, I even say this, and you, you're a man. The reason you're great is because you're such common sense. Okay, it's about most. It's about ninety percent common sense. Let's face it. And why wouldn't they bring pilots in to fly out the planes or the helicopters? Uh, it would have yeah. taken an hour. Even if you land them in Pakistan, leave land them yeah. in any country. You got ten countries you can land them in, and get them out of there. So they didn't do that. Let me um, let me talk to you a little bit about Pakistan. Um, General uh, Hamid and. Um, and the Prime Minister Imran uh, Khan it has been remarkable helping us get uh, Christians or or, or right. th- on this case, they've been helping us on uh, uh, getting Americans out and, and people who are mm-hmm. targeted. They've been truly remarkable. Were th- weren't they part of your plan? Yes. I had a great relationship with Khan. You know, he was a great athlete. He was a great cricket player. He was like the Mickey Mantle of cricket. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but he was a great athlete. I know. I guess, you know, that's how he was famous yeah. in the country, and he became you know, prime minister. And he was a friend of mine, and he appreciated, you know, I wiped out ISIS 100% of the caliphate, which is yeah. much tougher than getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And we were getting out of Afghanistan. You know, I took it down from 20,000 down to 2,500 troops or less. And plus, we had some European troops that I insisted be there, because why should we be fighting all this stuff? I mean, another reason Europe wasn't in love with me, but they respected this country. You know, they respected us greatly. Now they don't. They're laughing at us like we're fools. And the way he got out of Afghanistan was, in my opinion, and your opinion too, I think it was the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. I, you know, it um, it tells me something about the American soul that it is still uh, wide awake and still open, because I think people saw that and saw that that was the most dishonorable thing we've ever done. It was dishonorable the way we treated our our allies for so long. It leaving people behind, leaving Americans behind it has never been done, never been done. And now. To have the the Pakistani general and the Pakistani prime minister helping Americans to get out and doing the things that our own federal government should be doing, it's shameful. Right. It's shameful. Well, it's uh, 
An incredible thing, but maybe more incredible is if you watch the news, you see nothing about that catastrophe anymore. You see nothing about I know. the 13 soldiers, the warriors. But, you know, they were brought in because we took everyone out and they, they needed like an emergency. And they brought these young, generally young kids in and they weren't even there. They brought them in. They brought them in on an emergency basis. They got blown up. You know who they never talk about? The people, the our people and people on the other side, 260 people. But they don't talk about our soldiers whose legs were blown off that are right now sitting in a hospital, maybe listening to your show. Congratulations on your success, by the way. Thank you. you do great. Really great. But they're, they're sitting in a hospital with no legs, with no arm. They have been badly. Now, we lost 13. But we have numerous really badly injured, as you can imagine, soldiers in the hospital. Right now, nobody even mentions that. But what's incredible is the news doesn't mention anything about this anymore. In fact, he's going to make a speech today. And he's going to talk about he got out of Afghanistan. Now, if you get out of Afghanistan, a lot of people like that. And, and mm -hmm. you know, people have different views on it. But, you know, you get out. But you leave with great dignity. You leave with your weapons. I always knew that government was a fake government. We will give you another fake. And Ghani was, you know, he was uh, seen leaving with loads of cash. He had to leave some of it on the runway because it didn't fit into his helicopter and his plane. So he left tremendous amounts of cash on the runway, which nobody talks about. And I would criticize him for years. I used to criticize him because I heard certain things and mm -hmm. I believe they were true. And now he turned out to be true. And the soldiers, you know, they're great fighters, but they were fighting for a paycheck. They were among the highest paid soldiers, the Afghans, because we were paying $6 billion to the soldiers to fight. So they weren't really fight. They were getting a paycheck. That's why it collapsed so fast. And I always said, as soon as we leave, within minutes, that thing is going to collapse or before. And I said, Ghani will be out right before us. Ghani had a lot of political power in the United States with the politicians. That's the only thing kept him in office. Mm. But so I knew that. So therefore, I want to take back the equipment because they're not going to use it because they're going to leave. And that's what happened. They left. We could have had the soldiers saved, our people out, everything beautiful. And we could have been out in the same period of time. It's really, you know, you're not talking about a different period of time or much of a different. Maybe you take an extra couple of months, but you're talking about we would have been out. I would have started. In fact, I had a May 1st date, but they didn't meet the, the conditions. So we knocked the hell out of it. We bombed them. They were never going anywhere near me. Never anywhere near me. And he understood. Remember, they would never, no country would ever have been hit so hard as what they, if they killed Americans. Right. And think of it. In Chicago, that a thousand people, they, 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 what's happening in Chicago is so bad with these Democrats and New York is having a tremendous problem with crime, the well, crime. Let and me let in me Afghanistan. We didn't lose one soldier. Um, can I ask you quickly? The book is out uh, today about General Milley. Uh, right. The the failure from Lloyd Austin and General Milley is historic. But right. now we find out also that General Milley uh, possibly was undermining you with China while you were you were president. You said and I thought it was very gracious of you to say, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Do you believe it yet? So I learned early on that he was a dope. 
I learned that when we walked to the church that was smoldering from the rioters. You know, that's what they yeah, were, right. anarchists. That tried to burn it down, that they tried to say were wonderful, just, you know, protesters, friendly protesters. As I'm walking, you see flame, you see smoke. I mean, literally the day, a day or two before they burned, they tried to burn down the church, which was built along with the White House. I mean, at the same time, very, very important institution, everything. And it's a church. So they didn't quite make it, but it was minutes from burning down. All right. And Millie walked with me and. I walked with numerous people, but Millie, the next day I saw him apologizing. From the day he apologized, I essentially had nothing to do with him because they said, this guy's a dope. All he had to do is say, uh, it's my great honor to walk with the president or the presidency. Talk about, not me, talk about the presidency. We're getting... And there were other things. He made a statement to me, and I guarantee you that's what happened to Biden. He said to me, because I said, we're getting out of Afghanistan. We have to do it. Bah, bah, bah. I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want every bolt. I want every plane. I want every tank. But I want it down to the nail screws, bolts. I want the tents. You know, those big, beautiful tents that house the planes. I never saw tents as great as that. They're like hangers. I said, I want all of them deconstructed. I want them. I want every single thing. And he said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it than it is to bring it. I said, wait a minute, let me ask you a question, because I'm a construction guy, so I understand this stuff better than anybody. I said, let me ask you a question. You think if you have an airplane there and you're going to leave the airplane instead of putting a tank of gas in and the airplane might have cost 40 million, 50 million dollars. We got really good stuff or the Apache helicopters. I said, you mean some brand new, by the way, millions and millions of dollars. So. Do you think it's, it's it's cheaper to leave it th- where it is than have a, have 200 pilots fly over and fly all the equipment out? Do you think it's cheaper? Yes, sir. It's cheaper to leave it than it is. I said, I got to tell you, I think you, you got to be nuts. I mean, give me a tank of gas and a pilot. And I got a, tw- I got, a, I just picked up $40 million, a $40 million airplane. But he was strong. He just, it was amazing. So I learned early that this guy's a dope. But what he did do is he hurt our country and he hurt us on trade because I was making trade deals. He hurt our country and he shouldn't have been allowed to do it. And bad things should happen to him. Mr. President, it is a privilege to have you on. Uh, You could stay for more. I know you have a busy schedule, uh, but we'd like to have you back on again. Thank you so much, President Donald Trump. Thank you very much, Les. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, with that, there goes Glenn Beck riding off into the sunset. Uh, no, that was a pretty good, a pretty good interview, even by Glenn Beck standards. Um, of course, you know there are some um, topics that shall not be named uh, that come into the conversation, but uh, pretty, pretty general, a pretty general, um, you know. Uh, conversation uh not not really much new else where uh you know some some uh some um show hosts and reporters can really get good information out of the man if they know what to ask or they know how to frame it and i'm pretty sure um president trump has a very general answer for most questions but if you frame it in a way that he knows you understand a lot more 
about the topic than what generally would be asked about it. He'll probably give you a present by way of a, a boom or some type of information. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, here we go, guys. Here we go. Okay, so uh, I should have had like a little screensaver proper for uh, this next segment of our show, uh, where we're going to start to talk about the mainstream media, fake news, legacy media, and all of the lies that they are espousing uh, to um, the American public at large, and uh, by way of that, the entire world. When it comes to the uh, Maricopa County 2020 presidential audit that took place on Friday, September 24th, 2021. Now, as I have shared with you all, and as some of you all may know, at uh, on Thursday the night before, around 10 or 11 p.m., it had been leaked, the earliest draft of the report, okay? And based on that leak, and, and there's no telling, really, folks, how many revisions there were since that earliest first draft. They could have had 10 revisions, which means that what the mainstream media seems to be leaking is 10 reports removed from the actual truth. But the mainstream fake news legacy media does not care about that. All they know is... In this earliest draft, they were able to fish out a bit of information that they could easily, easily misconstrue, or hmm, how would you say that? Um, they could easily wrangle that the wrong way in order to present a false, fabricated, propagandized story to the American people and then the people of the world. And that's exactly what they have done, ladies and gentlemen. And now, like I said, on a Thursday and Friday, before the Senate hearing completed their report, I was like, they're going to have to change their tune come Monday. Because on Saturday, they were st it was still in the headlines on Saturday. On Saturday, it was still all, President Trump lies to the American people about the 2020 presidential audit. And on Sunday, the same thing. So I was like, we'll give them till another proper news day to go the right way. And they did not do it, ladies and gentlemen. They septupled down on this lie, okay? And I'm like, go ahead, y'all. You lie as much as you want because you are basically indicting yourselves for what's to come. You... Ladies and gentlemen, not you, ladies and gentlemen, they are basically, you know, um, writing up their own list of faults and criminal actions for themselves. Okay, so fine by me. I say, let them lie. Let them lie. Let them lie. Because ultimately, I think as I don't know if any of you all have noticed out there, but. And, and again, I don't get out much and I don't watch mainstream legacy media, period. You know, whether that's like your daily TV shows on the broadcast or, you know, news shows or whatever. I, I mean, it it seems to me that a lot of this type of information that we're talking about is is creeping out into the general public. 
you know, everything from Epstein, uh, you know, to some of the COVID stuff is leaking out. You know, people are, are actually starting to wake up. The illegitimacy of this administration, foe, is uh, definitely seeping into the conscious of Americans. And uh, that's at their own peril. Uh, that this administration has done that because they suck and they know it and they're here to destroy America. And that's why they have chosen Biden as their patsy fall guy. But now getting back to the mainstream fake news, legacy media in uh, revolving around the Arizona audits that uh, they reported on at the Senate on Friday of last week, um, the media septupled down. They were like, uh, we ain't just going to lie. We're going to tell a big lie and we're going to tell it often and we're going to tell it loudly. So this way they believe us. And it seems that that is exactly what they're doing with their propaganda. Um, Let's take a look. And like I said, guys, you are now you have now entered the danger zone where uh, you are at risk of losing your lunch, of uh, losing your breath. Or going blind, because we have some Swamp Creature reports that we are going to be airing. And as I said at the beginning of the show, even though some of these people, one in particular, I never imagined I would be uh, featuring here on this show, we're going to go ahead and document their complicity to treason. We're going to go ahead and document their lies. We're going to go ahead and document you know, um, their, their efforts to undermine the will of the people and to, uh, allow a fraudulent election to stand. So that's what, that's what we're going to do. So, like I said, get your barf bags and get your Patriot colored glasses because it's going to be a rough one the next 10 to 15 minutes. All right. Now let's take a look at some of the headlines that, uh, they are talking about in regards to Arizona and the Maricopa County during its uh, 2020 presidential um, audit. Uh, The first two I'm going to share with you guys come from Arizona proper, because like I said, when it comes to this fake propaganda news coming out, okay, they have to start local. I mean, of course, they get their national talking points from Media Matters, from CNN and, and outfits like that. But when it comes down to uh, the detail, the minutia, the stories that just don't quite involve the White House and the rest of the nation, uh, they have to depend on their local units in order to make sure that they've already cast the spell of lies and they've already shifted the conversation to the left and that they have already ensured that this point of view will go moving forward because then all of the national syndicates can uh, feed off of it like vultures trying to take a bit of scrap to their hungry, hungry, left-leaning, progressive, socialist, communist, Marxist, Democrat audiences. And uh, that's kind of where that goes. So uh, we'll start with 91.5 KJZZ over there in... Again, this is in uh, Phoenix, or sorry, in Arizona proper. I'll go ahead and remove that banner so you guys can see. Uh, Arizona election audit confirms Biden's win in Maricopa County, but also casts doubts. Now, this was published September 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, Thursday, September 23rd. The um, audit report dropped at at, um, 3 p.m. on... uh, Friday, September 24th, and was not completed until 6 p.m. that evening. 
So again, these guys are writing their article based on a leaked document. We're not going to read all of these articles and we're not even going to read a lot of the portions of it, but just to give you guys an idea of their, um, of their false claims and, um, and lying type of reporting, uh, a widely criticized GOP-led review of the 2020 election in Maricopa County concluded that Joe Biden received more votes for president uh, than, here than Donald Trump. In fact, according to the review, Biden exceeded the county's tally by 99 votes, while Trump received 260 fewer votes in a hand recount compared to official results. So that is just... That is complete idiocy. Now, you know what they did here, guys. What they did here is they inverted the truth, just like every good Satanist does out there, right? They inverted the truth. Now, they took the Maricopa County official results and they compared it to the audit's hand count tally. Now, the audit's hand count tally showed that Trump actually had 261 fewer votes and Biden actually had 99 more votes. Now, the Maricopa County official result is the number that's in question here, ladies and gentlemen. So, if the hand count shows Trump had 261 fewer votes, then doesn't that stand to reason that that is in fact part of the fraud? Like, because the counts don't match. And that seems to be a factoid that is lost on the mainstream media. I mean... If Biden, and if anything, guys, that shows that uh, Maricopa County and all their election officials and their workers did a damn poor job because, um, I mean, while Biden still won, right, in, in their little world, that's a big number to be off of. I mean, that is a big number, you know, even, even if the results stand as is, but um, still, that's what we're talking about here. And so they have taken that number and they have twisted it and obfuscated it. And they just know people won't really understand or grasp it. And uh, they've ran with it. And, and what they're failing to understand is that the, these numbers show discrepancy. That is the point. Discrepancy. Okay. It has nothing to do with the official result. And if anyone should uh, um, abide by and agree to that, it should be the Democrats. It should be Governor Badusi over there in Arizona, because after all, they have already declared no matter what happens, this um, election will not be decertified, which kind of makes you wonder a bit more about Badusi. But we'll get into him in just a little while. Uh, let me see if there's anything here else worth stating. Um, no. But uh, that's what they're telling people. That's the story they're speaking. That's just one example. Let's move on. Now, this again, I said was Arizona. Here is another Arizona one, I think. If I'm not mistaken, if my screen had not just had a complete whitewash. Now, everyone on Twitch will say I am racist. Okay, hold on. Oh, 
please wait, please wait. How dare you? Okay. Let's refresh it. Chances are uh, this story's going to, oh, it's not going to boot me. All right, cool. I was thinking it was because I have a limited amount of free articles left for this website, AZ Central. And we talked about AZ Central on uh, Friday. Yes, we talked about AZ Central on Friday, guys. And we talked about how all of the news outlets in Arizona are all left-leaning sympathizers. And that they fight the conservatives and any type of movement or activity they do left and right and hand and foot and to the nail. So here it is, guys. The website of the left-leaning liberal media. Oh, no, where to go? Jeez, it's going to not let me view this article if it keeps doing this to me. Okay, here we go. Sorry for those of you over on the podcast that have no idea what's going on. But I hope you are enjoying the show. Now, AZ Central says... Oh, wait, sorry. Let me expand this for you all, viewers, at, uh, in the live stream. Arizona audit could lead to mass executions? What have you done to America, Senator Fan? And uh, the article goes on this way. Opinion. O-A-N. Arizona's audit partner suggests radical Democrats should be executed once evidence of a coup is unearthed in Arizona and other audits. Look what you started, Senate Karen fan. Now, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, what the hell is it this newspaper's place to say something like that to an elected official? Unless you are not a propaganda fake news organization that just pushes its own talking points for its own survival. Okay, because uh, otherwise, I think as all of us are aware, they would be fair and balanced. They would be fair and consistent. They would be honest and they would be objective, not subjective. Oh my goodness! Sorry, people in the podcast. Um, okay, let's try this one more time. Okay, article is still there. We're good. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying here, guys. And uh, how these people are still in business, I do not know. Let's see if there's anything else here. Uh, it says, uh, we now approach the end game of Arizona's election audit, which in some minds at least is not just about exposing the supposed conspiracy to overthrow Donald Trump. Next up, mass executions. The Daily Beast reports a an O-A-N-N host is calling for the execution of potentially thousands of Americans, oh my God, who he claims were involved in stealing the election in Arizona and elsewhere. Okay, I, I mean, I guess I could understand the latter part of that sentence. I get it. Anyone who was involved in the stealing of the election. I don't think there were thousands of them. 50 state, oh, well, maybe there could be. But they weren't in every precinct in every county. Now say, yeah, I guess it could be thousands. <laughs> I guess it could be thousands. I mean, if you take anyone in the election official community who's corrupt, you take anyone who was a mailman that was doing this crap, I mean, yeah, I guess there could be. Uh, if you include Antifa and Biela, I mean, yeah, there could be thousands. Huh. How interesting. Anyways, so it says that, and then it says... Uh, 
OAN, oh, it says OAN, sorry, you guys. It says OAN is the far right media outlet. God, they sound like, uh, they sound like um, newspapers from Brazil. Um, um, the uh, OAN, President Bolsonaro is a far right media, is a far right president outlet that is working as the official broadcast sponsor of the Arizona Senate audit. Traitors should be executed. It's bad enough that Senate President Karen Fan's unbiased independent auditors have teamed up with a fringe media outlet that has led the charge in peddling conspiracy theories. One whose reporter, Christina Bob, is a former Trump administration official who's now raising money to help fund the audit. Now Arizona's audit partner is telling us that radical Democrats left fingerprints all over the country, providing a trail of evidence that the 2020 election was not only tampered with, but was actually overthrown. The host goes on to suggest potentially thousands of people should be executed. Once the evidence of their cue is cue of their coup is unearthed in uh, unearthed in Arizona and in other audits that will follow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, those two talking points right there, both of them from the Arizona area, right? Both of them, Arizona publications, Arizona newspapers, Arizona news reporters. The, um, the lie that uh, Biden received more votes than counted and the lie that uh, we're going to execute people those are the two talking points you guys are probably seeing right now. Anytime you open up your browser and your newsfeed pops up or anything like that, if you have that kind of thing, or if you happen to be sitting there and you somehow have your uh, TV on one of those stations, this is going to be one of their talking points. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to be absolutely fair, put your glasses on because this is the worst. You will have to agree with me here. Here is a report from MSNBC. And guess what? I bet you that Jen Fifield, the little SJW civil rights activist reporter from Arizona, wrote the story. And uh, just like promised, it made it onto the uh, screen and the show of this wretched hermaphrodite otherwise known as Richard Madcow. It's long, it's long election, election results, results reviewed, reviewed the so-called so audit in Arizona. In Arizona. Another state, state that Joe Biden won, where President, President Trump has complained that he, that he must have won, win. He, must he must have actually, actually won it. it. From President, President Trump, Trump had complained that the, 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 the Arizona, Arizona audit would turn out the, the, the real evidence, the real, evidence, the real proof that he actually won all these all states. states. And Arizona, and Arizona with this, with this audit, audit, they'd be first. And then all, and then the, all other the other states, states looked like he lost. They'd all end up fessing, fessing up too after Arizona collapsed. And all the all states, the states would, end would end up admitting he won. Watch, Arizona will go first. After their five months of trying and searching for secret bamboo fibers and using UV lights and putting the ballots on Lazy Susans and spinning them around and hiring the weirdest clown car imaginable of conspiracy theorists and QAnon promoters and crackpots to slice, dice, and julienne the ballots and the voting machines from the great state of Arizona, the end result of their five months long audit is that their count showed that Joe Biden's margin of victory in the state increased by about 360 votes. But despite the, the, the big score here <laughs> for the Arizona audit, um, the, the point 
of the so-called audit, the point of this whole turn in Republican politics, in fact, is not necessarily to concretely overturn the election results and reinstall Donald Trump as president, you know, 10 months after the election is over. I don't know if that still is their day-to-day concrete goal. I'm sure it is for some of them. Now that um, Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, is now saying that Trump will be reinstated as president by Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. Maybe some of them still think that. I think more presently, the goal is to unmoor election results from the fact-based world for Republicans and right-leaning Americans. And how do you measure success at that? Well, look at what they're trying to achieve. Look at what they're actually doing in their work. I mean, today in Arizona, despite concluding on their own terms that by their count, Trump lost Arizona even worse than the certified results say he did. Nevertheless, the Republican audit folks today spent hours today, very excitedly, they spent more than three hours excitedly showing PowerPoint slides and, and, and giving long, confusing presentations all aimed at casting aspersions on the election process in Arizona. They did not produce any actual proof of any fraud in Arizona. They did not even produce today any credible claims of fraud in Arizona. But they did give hours of ominous-sounding, confusing testimony about things they didn't understand about the election process that thereby seemed suspicious to them. And they were fact-checked and rebutted in real time by officials in the county that actually carried out this election that's been dragged through the mud for all these months. All day long, the Maricopa County government had to post real-time rebuttals and fact-checks. In in response to all this, you know, we don't understand this, this seems ominous claims from the audit people giving their presentation today, the county government was posting things like this. Ah, you were talking about this server, this server named REWEB1601. As you might gather from the naming convention, yes, that server connects to the internet. You all were claiming that's a terribly ominous thing about this server. Why does it connect to the internet? Because that is the server for the website of the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. This is not the election system, they explain. Quote, we shouldn't have to explain this. You think you found this terrible smoking gun that something in the recorder's office is linked to the internet. Yes, it's their website. Websites tend to be linked to the internet. That's not the election. Here's the elected county recorder himself having to do the same sort of baseline explanation, rebuttal, fact-checking all day long. He reiterated. Okay, okay, okay. We'll stop her. Okay, we'll stop her. I actually had not planned to go that long with her. So she's gone. Okay. She's gone. So long, mad cow. You're done. Okay. Anyways, uh, positive vibes. You were warned about this at the beginning of the show. So if you got here late, you get what you deserve. No, just kidding. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Yes. Um, so, and that's not the last one. That's just the worst one. Okay. So we will, uh, We will have a few more of these coming up because we are documenting their complicity to treason. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So you guys can see these uh, homegrown local talking points all end up surrounded, surrounding the nation and all the people out there with their lies and falsehoods. Uh, Merkers, thank you for gifting the can. Merker says, hello, all. I needed my Mr. C news time 
Thanks for the sentiments, ma'am. Thanks for the sentiments. All right. I know, you know, guys, I push the envelope sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zones, even if that means quite possibly, superficially, we could be supporting these clowns. No, we're not. If anything, we're going to pull their supporters in and hopefully they get red-pilled by everything surrounding their ugly face. Okay, uh, let's go on to our next uh, story here. This comes from Newsweek, okay? Check this one out, guys. Maricopa Republicans call on Arizona GOP chair Kelly Ward to resign over election lies. Several Maricopa County Republican leaders have called on Arizona's GOP chair Kelly Ward to resign, slamming her for promoting election lies after the controversial Cyber Ninja's audit of the county's resulted reaffirmed President Joe Biden's victory over former President Donald Trump. So many falsehoods in that one sentence, right? Arizona Senate Republicans contracted Florida-based cyber ninjas in the spring to audit Maricopa County's election. Let me go ahead and uh, make that bigger. Okay, there we go. Uh, the audit was widely mocked and criticized, included by many Republican officials in the county. In the end, the full recount showed a minor net gain in votes for Biden and loss, uh, less votes for Trump. Okay. And uh, let's see, it just it, this story goes on that way. In a Friday interview with KTAR News, the Mike Broomhead Show, Maricopa County Supervisor Clint Hickman. Now, Clint Hickman is the guy that we heard. We heard his he, we we heard his interview with uh, this Michael Broomhead. It might be this exact interview they're talking about, and uh, it was all about uh, being uh, good friends and civility with the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, District 2 Representative Steve Chukri, because uh, Steve Chukri really attacked Clint Hickman a lot, if you guys remember, um, from the uh, Gateway Pundit leaked tapes of their conversations. Uh, so, um, yeah. This man here, Clint Hickman, who is like, Enemy number one for Steve Shukri. Um, he, who's also a Republican, urged Arizona's GOP governor, Doug Ducey, as well as Treasurer Kimberly Yee, to push Ward to resign. Ward was a staunch supporter of the audit and continues to question the results of the election despite Cyber Ninja's findings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Ward is not going anywhere. All right, next. Trump falsely recall Trump falsely calls recall rigged on election day. Why did he stay out of the Newsom race? <clears throat> uh, so uh, this is the Sacramento Bee. And uh, let's see here. This one is about Governor uh, Newsom's recall that did not go through. And I don't know how it ended up in this bunch. I might have been saving this for tomorrow um, because we're only talking about Arizona today. My bad. All right, guys, here's another bad one. Get ready because it's time for a clip from CNN. Let's hear what they have to say. happens when the wildest part of the conspiracy theory comment section gets elected to Congress? You get Paul Gosar. Here's what he said about two weeks before Republicans in his state announced they had found nothing but additional votes for Joe Biden in their bogus and expensive audit of election results in Arizona's most populous county. We can do that. 
and follow through on this audit. Folks, if, if it's what I've been told, and I had people come to me early hours of the, the day after, from the Security Exchange Fraud Department to the CIA Fraud Department, that between 450 and 700,000 ballots were altered in the state of Arizona. First, the CIA Fraud Department, not a thing, doesn't exist. He just made that up. If it did exist, safe to say it wouldn't come to Paul Gosar. It's an intelligence agency. It's not a law enforcement agency. But Paul Gosar doesn't let those facts get in the way of his cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs theorizing. If this audit comes out the way it is, I have to tell you, we have to charge people. Absolutely. The supervisors have to be charged. So what, what I'm telling you, the governor knew exactly what I just told you. And he's still certified. Right. Yes. On January 6th, people did not listen to what I said. What I asked for was a 10-day window to actually do a forensic hand count of the, of the ballots. In at least those six states, but any state that wanted to, to get it right. So 6 plus 10 is 16. Inauguration is not till the 21st. Now, again, Arizona's sham audit produced nothing except more votes for Joe Biden and fewer for Donald Trump. What was hailed as the ultimate proof of Trump's victory should have turned out to be an exoneration of Biden's win for big liars like Paul Gosar. But wait for it, more big lies. And they made their case really well, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the thing about it is, is that they weren't given the tools to make a full disclosure. Uh, my suggestion is, is that we actually have some hearings and, and uh, look over this, but I actually set a new election for Biden and Trump before the end of the year. So he is proposing a new presidential election for Joe Biden and Donald Trump this year. The chances of that are slimmer than a Gosar siblings family reunion. You may recall that he has six siblings who have previously filmed political ads for a challenger after Gosar claimed the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia was a false flag operation. Some of them have called for their brother to be kicked out of Congress. One of Paul Gosar's brothers called him a, quote, traitor to this country and, quote, a traitor to their family. Back to the sham Arizona audit release on the eve of the audit's findings. Gosar tweeted an anticipatory tomorrow message saying that leftists have worked themselves into a froth to stop the audit. The conspiracy theory peddling here from Gosar's old hat. He previously tried claiming that mail-in voting would lead to a stolen election and widespread fraud, calling it a slippery slope. Newsflash, it isn't. It doesn't. And if it were a slippery slope, well, it's one that the congressman likes to ski down himself. The Arizona Mirror reporting that Paul Gosar voted by mail eight times over the last decade. On November 4th, he tweeted, quote, don't let them steal our votes. Then he made a giant slalom of the big lie, carrying it all the way to January 6th. I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the counting of the electoral Ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. The insurrection didn't put a damper in Gosar's enthusiasm for the big lie. It emboldened the congressman. He claimed the attack had the, quote, hallmarks of Antifa provocation. The FBI director testified that's bogus. 
Then, in a fundraising email obtained by the Washington Post, Gosar floated the conspiracy theory that the FBI helped plan and execute the attack. Baseless, of course. Then he attacked Capitol Police by saying they, quote, executed Ashley Babbitt, one of the rioters who was shot when she was climbing through a door just off the House chamber where members of Congress were taking refuge in fear of their lives. Okay, we don't need to remember about uh, Justice for Juicy or Ashley Babbitt. The point is everything that they're spinning here about uh, Representative Paul Gosart and also that being in relation to... uh, uh, to uh, the uh, election audits there in Arizona, just more. They're just uh, they're just finding more ways to defame the entire thing by ruining his credit, among other things. And really, if they wanted to ruin Paul Gosart, Gosar's credibility, or or maybe uh, uh, kind of put some doubt on his character, all they had to ask him is, uh, what were uh, he and Ali Alexander doing, hanging out all the time together? You know. Uh, because either Paul's in the closet, or some closet, or um, he has a handler in Ali Akbar, uh, Ali Alexander. You guys, you know, little prancer, tiny prancer, the one that uh, hangs out with uh, Carl Rove and the Gay Chats. Yeah, that one. Anyways, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and see what we have next up here. I think the next one is another video. Oh, no, it's not. It's a Newsweek again. Let's see what Newsweek has to say. Uh, Pro-Trump congressional candidate says, audit all 50 states and execute all involved. Now, did I not say that this would be a talking point in the nation after it was published locally in Arizona? Uh, And so uh, this one, it basically repeats what was said. A a pro-Trump congressional candidate. Oh, this one's a a pro-Trump candidate now. It's not OAN. Christina Bob, uh, a pro-Trump congressional candidate in Virginia called for election audits in every state after an audit in Arizona's Maricopa County found no substantial changes in the results of the 2020 election, upholding President Joe Biden's victory. Republican Jerome Bell, who is running in Virginia's 2nd Congressional District, tweeted Friday, audit all 50 states, arrest all involved, try all involved, convict all involved, execute all involved. Hashtag Maricopa County fraud. Okay, and we'll stop right there with that article. Now, I don't know where to go with this one, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so clearly, clearly, you know, treason has uh, has a specific penalty uh, under most circumstances um, for its uh, for its punishment. And uh, these people are just basically, I mean, guys, and this is what I'm showing you here is only what I chose to pull out. It has, it's not even a number of articles compared to the duplicate articles under different names or same idea type of articles out there in the media. They are literally, they are literally um, saturating saturating the news media consciousness with this narrative so that it has to be accepted by the collective subconscious as truth. So um, that's kind of the way it looks like to me. They have to saturate this propaganda because they have to ensure that they've put up a wall of lies so thick and so strong and so tall that not 
uh, not nary a sliver or spectrum or frequency or wave or particle of light can get through the light of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then in, in regards to, um, I don't know, I, I, maybe I shouldn't comment on the whole execute them. Because ultimately, I mean, we, we understand that there are very specific, you know, remedies for treason. Huh. But I don't know, just like walking on that line uh, opens us up to idiots like this writing papers like that, thinking that we are a certain kind of people. Like, we want to execute all our enemies, even when we're wrong. And uh, we're not fascists and we're not communists. We're not Democrats and we're not the Clinton campaign. So I don't know how they can. It's projection. I just answered my own question uh, from the business insider or the insider. I should say Fox New Fox faux news host Howard Kurtz says MAGA supporters are attacking him for reporting on the Cyber Ninjas Arizona review. Well, I don't know, Howard Kurtz. That uh, really depends on where you got your information from and whether or not you had the uh, juris, uh, jur journalistic fortitude to research, follow up, and check yourself before you published your story. Or are you just a faux reporter working for faux, faux news, trying to uh, assist the deep state and the communists in their propaganda? Howard Kurtz, it seems that it could be just that way. Now, the article says, uh, Fox News host Howard Kurtz said Trump fans are attacking him for covering the Cyber Ninjas election review results. He took to Twitter to lament the tribal politics surrounding election fraud claims. Some have responded to his tweet by saying Kurtz has in the past encouraged the same audience that has now turned against him. Um, Trump supporters are coming after, okay, that's the same thing. Okay. So anyways, uh, what did, what did he say? I wonder, oh, 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 or is this his broadcast? Huh? That could be coming up. Um, so again, uh, the article repeats what we already know about the numbers of votes lost and the number of votes gained. And then, uh, apparently, uh, Kurtz repeats, uh, a little sad that when the GOP commissioned and Trump ally funded Arizona audit found Biden got 99 more votes, people attack me and the media. Gee, I wonder why, Kurtz, if you weren't a shill, we might be able to understand, or maybe, or maybe he might be able to understand our animus. Uh, because, come on, screen... Let's see. Let's see what these shills over at, uh, what is this? MSNBC? Oh, did we already see an MSNBC? Oh, you know what? This thing ain't going to play right. Hold on. Back. Later tonight, former President Trump said to headline a rally in Georgia to support GOP candidates endorsed for office in the state. The event is his first public appearance after Arizona's Republican-led election review affirmed President Biden's victory in Maricopa County yesterday. Despite this, Trump continues to falsely claim that the report from Cyber Ninja showed, quote, incomprehensible fraud 
and called and call for, for Arizona, Arizona to, to decertify, decertify their 2020, their 2020 election results. Election results. Oh, dang it. The president's comments cap off a week of revelations that reiterate his efforts to un undermine and overturn the election, all while knowing most of the fraud allegations he pushed were false. The New York Times uncovered newly released court documents that show the Trump campaign knew that the claims about fraud in voting machines was baseless. Yet Trump's lawyers went ahead with publicly airing the false claims in a press conference anyway. And the new book Peril by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa outlines a memo drafted by a conservative lawyer who was working with Trump's legal team that included a plan for then Vice President Pence to overturn the election. All of this proving that, according to a Washington Post analysis, we're, quote, still learning about the depths of Trump's dishonesty. Joining me right now is the journalist of that piece, Philip Bump, national correspondent for The Washington Post. So, Philip, thanks for joining us. You know, how does the information uncovered this week really solidify that the former president wasn't really focused on the truth? He was focused on winning and getting his way. I mean, I, I don't even know if I would say it solidifies it simply because it was so solid even before that. What it does is it sort of fleshes it out. It adds, it adds more nuance and detail to it. Uh, you know, it, it, a part of uh, what we learned over the course of this week, including from the publication of the book Peril, is we learned, for example, that some of Trump's key allies, including Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, were presented with the, quote, evidence that Donald Trump had of fraud and dismissed it out of hand because obviously it's ludicrous. It's obviously contrived and there's no actual real evidence of fraud. Um, we didn't know that Lindsey Graham had already weighed in and literally called it third grade level uh, evidence. We learned as well this memo, this really, really striking memo, which is fundamentally a legalistic version of a coup. I mean, it really outlines how you can seize power uh, by essentially ignoring what the Constitution says. We learned all these ways in which Trump's long battle to try and hold on to power once he actually lost the 2020 election, even though there were people around him who were anchored to reality. He just continued to press forward and ignore it. You know, I want to read a little more from your piece on this GOP battle with Trump. And you write, quote, Trump used the power of his large, loud and credulous base to tip the scales in his favor, forcing the Grams, Pences and Red Liz Cheney's to consider the costs of going not just against him, but against all of those supporters as well. Trump's dishonesty helped create a political army that he used bluntly. What environment does this create and, and does that political army still exist today? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an incredibly toxic environment, right? I mean, and, and, and we see it every, every single day. We see people who are rallying to Donald Trump's defense, treating him as a credible actor, which, of course, he isn't, as was well established, you know, even before he ran for office in 2016. It was well established. He would say pretty much anything if he thought it served his purposes. But now there is this huge mass of people who see you and I, who see people who work for mainstream media institutions as ourselves not credible because we don't fawn over Trump, because we don't treat what he says as real, uh, we are seen as being non-credible. And so they, they, they operate in this sphere in which Trump is the person who's telling the truth, particularly about what happened in 2020. It's obviously not the case. But what it may, means is that for people like Lindsey Graham and Liz Cheney, they're now accountable to a base which believes the surreal ramblings of Donald Trump over reality itself. We saw that just recently in Arizona, and we see it every single day in the response that Trump generates politically. If anybody wants to see it, they can just Google your name and The Washington Post. But you've written numerous fact-checking articles, literally point by point, debunking some of the comments uh, that Trump has made regarding uh, the audit in Arizona here. But do you think that right. the people who need to hear that are listening? 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's really disheartening to, to, to do this work and to sit down and to say, hey, look, here is exactly what this, you know, even if you want to treat this report as credible, which by itself, I mean, obviously it's the product of a bad faith effort to try and, uh, you know, cast doubt on the election itself. But even if you want to treat it as credible, what Donald Trump says it says is obviously not what it says. All you have to do is crack it open and look at it. But because Donald Trump just lies about things all the time and lies about these sorts of, you know, these claims of fraud, you just can't make any headway because people don't want to believe that. They want to believe the election was stolen. They don't know anyone who voted for Joe Biden. They find it hard to believe anyone would vote against Donald Trump. And so they simply refuse to. All right, Philip Bump, thank you so much for your time on this. We appreciate you coming on. Who the heck is Philip Bump? <laughs> so yeah, desperation, and they're just going to continue to push this entire lie to the umpteenth degree. That is what we are seeing here. This is their media onslaught against this um, election audit. I mean, they failed everywhere else. Um, my opinion on this, of course, guys, is that you cannot deny the facts, no matter how big, tall, and thick your wall of lies are, okay? In fact, when you have a wall of lies that are so, um, you know, they are so... Uh, I mean, you know, evil is the first thing that came into my mind. But when you have a wall of lies that is is so de deviant, you know, I mean, it's like uh, just one little wave or particle of truth light will just shatter the whole thing. That's all it takes, no matter how tall, thick or strong this wall of lies is. It, it cannot stand. Lies do not stand up in any way to truth. Darkness falls into the shadows of light, you know, so they're going to do this, guys, not not aware that what they're saying and the stories they're pushing will be totally dispelled because it's in the final report. And clearly they don't seem to understand the point of reporting discrepancies, not counting that as evidence of a win. Because again, there are several things that these people did not look at in the Maricopa County 2020 presidential audit. Now I think this is the last one we're gonna play She's another one of the worst ones, Mrs. Mika Brzezinski, right? Daughter of that uh, other Brzezinski guy. <laughs> um, and uh, we all know he was, you know, a globalist. And uh, we all know he was a handler for many nations. Nations, people, not. He was not a handler for people. He was a handler for nations and uh, ensured that their globalist policies and foreign policies were played out in whatever nations he was involved with, uh, Henry Kissinger. But uh, yes, and uh, before we get to uh, Mika, uh, I just wanted to thank Ohio Kimmy for the cookies times three and Sean Joe for the cookies as well. I appreciate your support over here, sir and ma'am. And uh, very, very, very much appreciated. I but like I said, I think this is the last one for this story here. And then we are going to get into more Arizona news, right? We're not stopping here, but I really wanted to do a little featurette on the lies of the media. And uh, that's why you, ladies and gentlemen, are those who are brave enough and strong enough to sit through this BS, right? So I thank you. I thank you much. 
I don't know what's up with this. I, you know, because if I re- if I reset this page, people out there in podcast land, um, it's gonna it's gonna play a thirty second commercial, and we just don't got that kind of time. You know what I mean? Anyways, I hope you guys don't mind the uh, three quarters of the screen that's on the screen right now, but we're gonna roll with this anyway. So here we go. start with that report from Friday from Republicans investigating the nearly 2.1 million ballots cast last year in Arizona confirmed the accuracy of the official results and President Joe Biden's win in Maricopa County. Cyber Ninjas, the Florida-based cybersecurity company, concluded that Biden had won 360 more votes than the county had awarded him in the official count. However, former President Donald Trump continued to make his baseless claims about last year's vote, issuing a flurry of statements falsely claiming the review found new widespread fraud. In what is becoming a litmus test, for many members of his own party. He continued spreading the big lie over the weekend, especially on Saturday at a rally in Perry, Georgia. We won on the Arizona forensic audit yesterday at a level that you wouldn't believe. It is clear in Arizona that they must decertify the election. You heard the numbers. And those responsible for wrongdoing must be held accountable. It was a corrupt election. And it's my opinion, by the way, that Georgia is far worse. worse. And hopefully the Arizona attorney general, a good man, will do far more for his state than your attorney general has done for your state. Because your attorney general has not done what he's supposed to be doing. Judge, this seems like old video. I feel like we're watching video from, I don't know, six months ago, nine months ago. It's just, I, I, I feel like it's getting more and more hollow for members of the Republican Party. Like, how can they stand up for this? Well, it's a question that we've asked now for five years. And, well, the lies do keep getting, not worse, uh, more obvious. right. It's obvious the they, they try to rig the process in Arizona and in the, in the process of rigging that process, uh, Donald Trump finds out he lost by an even a wider margin to Joe Biden than originally expected. You know, uh, a lot of talk this weekend, Jonathan Lemire, about Robert Kagan's uh, Robert Kagan's uh, sweeping piece on our constitutional crisis is already here. Well, the constitutional crisis that we're facing is only here because people know the truth and they choose to follow Donald Trump instead. It is a personality cult, as Kagan points out, a cult uh, the likes of which our founding fathers never anticipated. But let's let's make no mistake. It's fueled by the cult members who can hear the news coming out of Arizona that Donald Trump lost again, that can hear the news from their family doctors about the safety of COVID shots, that can hear the truth about COVID uh, and, 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 and other issues about January the 6th. But they know the truth. They choose the lies. Mm. And Donald Trump is the one who, of course, 
is fanning those lies and hopes to uh, benefit from them again. First of all, Joe, with the results of that other recount, former President Trump has now set a record for most times losing Arizona. So congratulations to him. But you were right. I guess, is- you, I guess you could really say, Jonathan Lemire, this morning that they, he's sort of the Boston Red Sox oh. of Arizona recounts. This is at least the third big recount oh, he's yeah. lost there. Yeah, Joe, I feel sure. like we have a Okay, guys, it's a 10-minute video. We're not going to listen to all of them. I'm honestly surprised I was able to make it through as much of Richard Madcow as we did, but Joe Scarborough, I cannot stand that man. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I mean, these are their talking points. They are so easily debunked. They're so easily tossed. But I don't... (laughs) I mean, this is desperation, okay? This is this is either a, a severe desperation or it is extreme arrogance and, uh, you know, um, uh, narcissism that they think that they can get up there and spin their lies and get away with it. Because since they're on TV, and of course, you don't have status in, you know, the real world until you've been featured on one of these networks and can be recognized by millions of people, survey says, uh, that people will believe what you have to say. Even in the fact and even in the face of losing their audiences and losing support. It's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, that's what these individuals do. So, um, and uh, that, and they don't even talk about the actual audit, right? They just talk about that one line that came up about, you know, um, that came up about uh, about the uh, hand count versus the uh, Maricopa County official result, and of course, because they've held the highest and most secure um, election in United States history, the 2020 presidential election, as performed by the Maricopa County election unit, they will look at that as fact and everything else as what is wrong, even if they were looking at some of the other issues, I'm sure. I'm sure, ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, these people are going on and on and on about uh, 99 votes added versus 261 lost. And it proved that Trump was, uh, you know, the loser anyways. And they they sit there and they relish in their own deceit. You see how disgusting they look? Just so self-satisfied narcissists, so self-satisfied with the entire fact that even though they know what they are sharing to the world is a lie, or it is at least a misrepresentation of the truth, that they're going to get away with it. They think they're going to get away with it. And they sit there smugly, right? And say, oh, 99 plus, 261 minus, Trump loses. But they don't mention the 17,000 ballot envelopes that were duplicated. They don't mention the 70,000 ballots duplicated altogether. They took 17,000 ballots and found two, three, and four different ways to duplicate those ballots for a total of 70,000 duplicated ballots. Biden supposedly won by 10 grand. Okay, that's a big difference. And that is enough, in my opinion, 
to decertify this election, okay? They don't even mention that uh, there was 86,391 voters who had missing identity. And they were chiefly either part of the Democrat Party or they had no political affiliation. Independent, I guess, but not officially independent. Um, there was 9,589 more unique early, um, early voting ballot envelopes reported by the county than were not provided to the audit team. So, again, more fraud coming in at the seams. The uh, mainstream media, fake news, legacy, lamestream, does not even mention that there are likely hundreds of thousands of ballots that have no legally required chain of custody documentation. It's pretty bad, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty bad. But uh, you, you say any of this information, any of this data to someone who is actually awake or, or, you know, stirring or, or uses some type of, uh, you know, reasoning skills, they would be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Even if Biden won by 99 more and Trump lost by 261 more than was reported, if there's 70,000 duplicated ballots, you have to decertify. So maybe they'll catch these uh, fools in a uh, in a trap there. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see where that goes. Now, who is this man? Who's that man on the screen? Uh, that is none other than Governor Badusi Ducey over in Arizona. The rhino in the flesh, right? This is the rhino in the flesh. Governor Badusi. Now, uh, Arizona Governor Badusi has effectively taken the side with Biden and other fellow rhinos in Arizona, no matter what the facts are that come out about the 2020 presidential election. And, you know, he already took Biden's side by choosing to certify this election to begin with. So we all knew that Governor Badusi was a bad-smelling Badusi from the beginning, right? Um, now, a report from Newsweek says... Uh, that Governor Badusi released a statement um, that he has probably had prepared for months, okay? So he already knew, regardless of what the Arizona Senate was saying or discovering throughout their investigation, he already knew that he was not going to go along with it. He already knew that he was going to defy it. And this is what he said in his statement. He said, um, he said, oh, oh, well, actually, the article said Arizona Governor Doug Badusi has said there will be no decertification of the state's 2020 presidential election results following an audit in Maricopa County that was highly anticipated by supporters of former President Donald Trump. Badusi, who is a Republican, took to Twitter on Friday to say the election outcome would not be decertified, and that the law did not allow for decertification, despite demands from Trump. Now, that is pretty much in line with the other fake news, mainstream, legacy lamestream media outlets. When we um, 
are talking about how um, Joe Biden won Maricopa County, but we all know that as a fact is not true. Um, again, 70,000 70, duplicated ballots, ladies and gentlemen. And that's not even all of them. That is just probably your most substantial and solid evidence at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we got next. Oh, wait, we totally forgot to mention, guys. And I'm pretty sure that some of you all noticed this out there. Since the election audit's completion on Friday, how many members of the GOP have we seen tweet and or talk about any of this topic? They haven't even done like a press release or like, I don't know, a, a statement of opinion or a statement of belief on this matter. They are not touching it at all. Maybe we should turn the heat up on our elected officials and ask them to make a statement regarding the Maricopa County audit report for the 2020 presidential election, because we need to know where they stand. I think uh, we're out. Uh, we're about out of room for sleeping patriots, unless you're Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. You know I don't think that Nicki Minaj is a patriot, but um, she's fighting for her right to uh, control the sanctity of her vessel, and uh, perhaps also to assist with um, the First Amendment. So yeah. Anyways. We're in a wacky world, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a wacky, wacky, waving, upside-down world, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, indeed, guys, indeed. All right, let's see what we got. Hey, Blonde Blue Lady Q, Crowd Watcher, Tips McGee. All in the house now. Good to see you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. So you guys are, you guys are uh, hanging out in the chat room. Always a good time to have familiar faces and uh, new faces as well. But uh, indeed, guys, and uh, I appreciate you. Uh, Blonde Blue Lady Cute, I say hello, Blonde Blue. Vanguard 360, good evening. Yes, we're back. We are back and in action. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Badusi probably did take a lot of money. I do not doubt it. Cloud Watcher, Mr. C, you are the news now. Much gratitude. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, let's see. So like I said, the GOP has said nothing. They are nil. They are mum. They say nothing. They know nothing. They hear nothing. They see nothing. They just keep on GOP and rhino style. Okay. So for a little bit of clarification on what actually happened in the Arizona audit and report... Why don't we uh, sit back a spell? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some Dr. Kelly Ward as much as I can before, you know, her time in the limelight. Even though it should have expired back in May, but it's okay because this was a this was a journey of integrity, and this was a journey uh, to test our ability to follow through, to test our moxie, to test our metal, to see if we patriots could pull this off, and we did. Don't forget that, guys. We pulled this off. Do not discount this as a victory because it is a victory. It most definitely is a victory. 
And when we think of all of the victories that the deep state Illuminati globalist people have had, and when we think about all the times that things have never changed, never forget, you lived through one of the biggest changes to the United States of America. It is the first time in its 250 plus year history that we uh, audited an entire election in a county forensically. And we got away with it to live and audit another day. <laughs> Anyways, guys, here's one of my favorite docs, Doc Kelly. Is Dr. Kelly Ward. She's the chair of the Arizona GOP. And she joins us here on Breitbart News Sunday once again. Dr. Ward, welcome back. Hey, Joel, it's great to be with you. Yes, I am always doing some fighting um, for election integrity, for America first policies, for saving our republic. Uh, I'm not doing it in the boxing ring, but boy, I'm doing it in the political ring. I got to tell you, I take some inspiration from boxing into writing and journalism, just the idea of hanging in there, even when things are tough. And you certainly have hung in there through some tumultuous times there in Arizona we're all watching this audit and trying to figure out what actually happened because Democrats are running around saying, hey, they did this audit in Arizona and Biden got even more votes than we thought. And you have some Republicans saying, well, no, that's not exactly what happened. We found out some of the votes were even crazier than we imagined. Can you give us a summary of what this audit in Arizona discovered? A summary is very difficult because there is so much. But I'll tell you that the top line media spin from the left, from the propagandists that want you to think that Joe Biden is a legitimate president and that the people that are serving with him are in a legitimate um, a legitimate administration, not an illegitimate regime, um, is crazy because they've recounted fraudulent votes in an effort to pretend that he actually won the election in Arizona. There are over 23,000 votes from people who moved from their address, did not live where they were supposed to, where they were registered to vote, maybe not even in our state any longer, who cast votes that were counted. Um, there are thousands of people who um, are, are listed as having voted but don't exist on the voter rolls. Um, there are lost votes. There are ghost votes. Um, it, is, it is just appalling what we saw. The things that Dr. Shiva pointed out about the ballot envelopes are unbelievable. They accepted uh, envelopes with no signature whatsoever. They accepted signatures with or they accepted envelopes with scribbles. Um, and in the, the the first five days after after the election, not during or right before the election, from November 4th to November 9th, there was a huge surge in duplicated ballots, ballots from people who had already voted in our election, who suddenly came in after the election that Maricopa County counted. They had the gall to count this. Now, Maricopa County, I am so fed up with Maricopa County. The Board of Supervisors, it's like the county commission, if, if uh, you know, in other states, they're called county commissioners. They are the people who are in charge of making sure that the election was legitimate. These five 
men, and I'm putting men really in quotes, I'm just going to tell you, these five men who certified this election are going to go down in history as certifying an uncertifiable election. There is so much fraud. There is so much incompetence. There are so many mistakes. This election should never have been certified. And I support our legislators who are working hard to decertify this election. Well, it's really interesting because we are all wondering what this means for future elections. And I have to ask you if you think that some of this talk about voter fraud and problems with the counting of votes might be discouraging Republican voters from participation. We saw a drop off in Republican voters here in California, even though there was a very exciting recall going on last week. And we wonder here in the Golden State, whether the fear of vote by mail or the fear of voter fraud has simply discouraged some conservatives from showing up at the polls at all. Are you worried about that? I think it's discouraged Americans from going to the polls at all because they don't trust that their vote as they cast it is going to be count the way they counted the way they expected. And that's why this audit, this full forensic audit, not a recount of fraudulent votes, but the full forensic audit, the investigation into every aspect of this election is so important because we've from the beginning, this has been about restoring voter confidence so that our great republic can stand. If if our election system is as rigged and corrupt and fraudulent as what has been shown in Maricopa County across the whole country, um, we need to scrap it and we need to start again. How likely do you think that is? Because we had a California Republican Party convention here, and I realize you're representing Arizona Republicans, but the California Republicans talked about whether it might be possible to return to the old-fashioned same-day voting, show up in person, voter ID, by the way, which is the standard in much of the rest of the world, okay? I've observed yep. elections in foreign countries, and you have to show up with your ID. You show up on the day. There's very limited absentee voting. So can we get back to that? After all, that's the way the rest of the world does democracy. And there were Republicans who said, no, that ship has sailed already. In fact, Harmeet Dillon, who I have a lot of respect for and like very much, said that it's like asking people to wear bell bottoms again. I mean, they were nice in the 1970s, but you're not going to get people to buy them again. So is it possible we're going to get this kind of reform? Well, in fact, people are wearing bell bottoms again because what was good does come (laughs) back. I don't know if bell bottoms were good, bad or otherwise, um, but you're exactly right. I think the vast majority of Americans do not want cheating in our elections, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat, an independent, or they're not part of a political party whatsoever. They expect those elections to be pristine. And the only way to do that really is to have full voter identification. Now, my preference would be that there is no mail-in voting, except for in limited situations, like our military serving overseas. If someone is in the hospital and they can't get to the, to the, the voting booth, that would be a reason. But there needs to be a reason, not just for simple convenience, because that system has been wrought with fraud. I was in um, Oregon, which there are conservatives in Oregon. If your listeners don't believe it, I was in three different counties. They were very excited about hearing about election integrity. 
But watching what happened in Oregon with all mail-in ballots, they have perfected the art of fraud by mail. There are numerous, <laughs> hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of addresses with more than 10 voting age adults registered supposedly to vote. There are more, there are, there are hundreds with over 100, and there are even some with over 300 people registered to vote at one address. It's simply impossible, but the way the laws are written in Oregon allow that perfection of cheating by mail. And then we codified that by, you know, with the COVID crisis. COVID allowed these liberal Democrats, these radicals, and even some Republicans who want to control things rather than allow we the people to control them, we codified that in many places. Now we are rising up. We are fighting against it. We want same-day voting. We want voter ID. We want to limit mail-in voting. We want things to be honest because that's the only way this great American republic survives. Now, I have to ask you about the phenomenon of cheating by mail. And I'm in two minds mm -hmm. about this because – it's very hard to detect cheating by mail. I don't know that we've seen any cases of large-scale cheating brought forth. We see a lot of weird irregularities. And I have to say that when I see people's ballots arriving at homes where they no longer live, which happens very commonly in California because we have among the worst voter rolls in the country, most poorly maintained voter database. We just send all these ballots out. They've made it now official they're going to keep doing this in election after election they send these ballots out to everybody on the voting rolls and i think the governor's about to sign or has signed legislation to make that permanent it was a pandemic thing but now they're going to do it forever and we don't have good voter rolls so the ballots just show up at people's homes and you know i've been over at friends houses and they get ballots for other people and whenever you see that you're like this is a yeah. ridiculous system how can anybody trust the system at the same time we haven't yet found large-scale fraud and Republicans had some success well, in 2018. Well, wait, wait, let me just stop you there, because in Arizona, we did find large-scale fraud. We found over 23,000 ballots that were cast by people who didn't live at those addresses. And that was a conservative estimate, because well, whenever let me they ask looked at these homes... I want yes, to drill down on that. People that did not have a, an ad, they did not have the same last name of anyone living in that home, because they said there are some kids who go to college, but they still use that same home address. These are people that are not living in those homes at all. And that's why a full canvas of Maricopa County and really of every state needs to be done because we need to ask voters at the door, did you vote? How did you vote? Not who you voted for. No one cares who you voted for. Did you vote? How did you vote? And um, find and then match them to the uh, to the roles of who did vote according to every single county. What's been done on the ground here in Arizona by a grassroots organization is just that. Now, they've only canvassed about 4,600 people in Maricopa County. But with that, they found thousands of people who they knocked on their door and said, hey, Mr. Jones, did you vote? Um, yes, I did. But there's no record that that voter ever had their vote counted in the 2020 election. They also knocked on other doors looking for Mr. Jones, but Mr. Jones didn't live in that particular place. And that vote from Mr. Jones actually had counted. That's ridiculous. Our attorney general has the power to do a full canvas of Maricopa County and, in fact, of all of Arizona. And it must be done to show what happened in 2020 and to assure that it never happens again. 
great interview with one of our warriors, Dr. Kelly Ward. Um, and indeed, you know, um, uh, much to a point that was made in the chat, I think it's Aurelius who said it. Uh, Governor Badusi has no jurisdiction over whether or not this election gets uh, certified, decertified. That's not his lane. Stay in your lane, bitch. Like, that's not his lane. You know, like, uh, he has nothing to do with that. The plenary powers that have been given by the Constitution is relegated to the state's power through legislation to decide what's going to happen with the state's respective elections. Period. But Ducey has nothing to do with it. He does not get to cast a vote. He does not get to try and commandeer this thing. I mean, he can give his opinion on it, you know, but he cannot do anything otherwise, pretty much, for the most part. You know, uh, but yes, so we have our, uh, our, our election heroes here, our, our um, constitutional warriors, right? Um, Dr. Kelly Ward pictured here and is also uh, Senator Wendy Rogers and Senator Sonny Borelli. Now, with all of this riffraff that's coming up because of, you know, what the media is doing, this, this negative spin that makes us feel a certain way, right? Um, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that there are a lot of good things that have come out of this audit, aside from the fact that we, know, we now know the depth and the breadth. We now know what lengths these people went to to commit fraud. And it was not just one or two things. It was like 30 plus things in the kitchen sink that they threw at Arizona in order to get this fraud across and to push illegitimate Joe Biden uh, well past the finish line. And eh, maybe not too well if it was only 10,000 votes. It's not like that was a landslide or anything like that. Um, but uh, in regards to some of the positive things that we are seeing come from this, let's not forget um, about uh, the... Um, AG, the attorney general, who's received the Maricopa County 2020 presidential election audit report now. And uh, again, that report itself is a treasure trove of information and insights into how to identify and even combat these types of impediments in the future, right? So what is most important here is that while we are telling the truth of the Maricopa County 2020 presidential election while we are identifying the fact that there were numerous discrepancies without making assumptions as to why they occurred. That is the AG's job because he's the one who has to investigate the fraud. Okay. Their job was to uh, invest, was to find it and report it. His job is to investigate and judiciate on what he finds. Um, but whenever Karen Fan, Senate president for the state of Arizona, sent over that report to A.G. Brnovich, she also included with that a letter uh, to him that explained that the audit not only ensured the 2020 presidential election in Arizona would be accurate and secure, but it would also identify any problems or glitches in the system that would be discovered so they could fix it in the future by way of state legislation. Um, there's good old Senate President Karen Fan, another hero out there. Let's see what she had to say. Um, it says, um, 
to the Honorable Mark Brnovich. A re-reply re the report concerning the Maricopa County Forensic Election Audit. Dear Attorney General Brnovich, I have attached the reports delivered earlier today to the Arizona State Senate concerning the Maricopa County Forensic Election Audit. In the history of democracies from ancient Athens to today, ours was the most detailed, demanding, and uncompromising election audit that has ever been conducted. The auditors spent more than 100,000 hours and millions of dollars reviewing ballots, voting machines, and data patterns. Arizona voters had serious concerns about their election, and they were entitled to the most careful and accurate answers possible. The auditor's final hand count, which quadruple checked every single one of the 2.1 million ballots. Take that off. Um, million ballots. Ah, there we go. Matches Maricopa County's official machine count. This is the most important and encouraging finding of the audit. The paper ballots in Maricopa County are the best evidence of voter intent because they are under 24-hour uh, video surveillance and physical security. And there's no reliable evidence that they were altered to any degree, any material degree. This finding, therefore, addresses the sharpest concerns about the integrity of the certified results in the 2020 general election. But importantly, the audit also shows how we can strengthen our democracy. Several of the auditor's findings are concerning because they suggest less than perfect adherence to Arizona's standards and best practices. In my view, the most urgent issues include the following. One, the signature verification process for absentee ballots is imperfect and requires improvements and additional testing. Signatures on mail-in ballots should not be accepted unless they closely match the voters' authenticated signatures that are on file. Two, Voter rolls require constant, unrelenting maintenance. This process should identify and correct voter registration information for individuals who move, are deceased, or registered more than once. Relatedly, records of a voter turnout, ballots issued, ballots counted, and vote totals should be facially, should facially reconcile with one another. Three, election technology and machinery is too complicated and important to be overseen by amateurs. The audit found that Maricopa County failed to take basic cybersecurity precautions for securing election systems. Best practices and guidelines are published by the United States Department of Homeland Security Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is available to counties at no cost. In light of these failures, our state should have a specialist or a team of specialists to ensure that strict cybersecurity protocols are always followed. That is not an unreasonable expectation when modern elections depend on cybersecurity practices. 
Four, no private company should be trusted with the keys to our democracy. If a country doesn't even have administrator passwords for its own counting machines, the county cannot properly monitor its own election. And five, election officials must ensure that all evidence is preserved and that a top-to-bottom audit of an election is possible um, when wanted or when warranted. The audit found that Maricopa County overwrote the entire activity log in its election management system. This was accomplished by churning more than 37,000 identical queries several days after the court accomplished, uh, sorry, uh, the court ordered Maricopa County to produce its uh, election materials to the Arizona State Senate. Maricopa County also failed to provide documentation sufficient to reconcile duplicated ballots to corresponding original ballots, refused to cooperate with the audit, and directed its vendors not to cooperate with the audit either. Our laws should require transparency and affirmative cooperation from every single um, election official. And finally, it concludes... As the Senate enters that, that next phase, there are several items in the reports that merit the attention of your office. I am therefore reforwarding you the reports of your office's consideration and, if you find it appropriate, further investigation as part of your ongoing oversight of these issues. We thank you for your office's time and attention to this matter. Respectfully, Karen Fan. Senate President of the Arizona State Senate. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Quite a good letter. It definitely spells out everything that uh, we would want and or need to know about how this uh, audit will affect, to the positive, future elections. This is what we want. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been working for, right? Now, um, most fortunately... Most fortunately, uh, A.G. Brnovich, uh, he seems to be on the right side of history. He has said, uh, we are uh, we are midday at noon or something like that. I think he was making a reference to a, uh, a, a, dr uh, a gun draw in the Wild West, right, at uh, high noon. He's like, we're at high noon, and we only have one chance in history, and right now is that window. What was I saying to you guys the other day? Maybe it was on Saturday during Mr. Seeing the Dark. This is our window of opportunity with everything that's culminating and happening right now. This is our window, the elections, COVID, you know, um, everything, Afghanistan, like everything is culminating Durham, you know, um, soon to be, uh, Epstein and save our children. I'm telling you, we're going to have a 2.0 on that guys. I feel it in my bones and then wait and see what happens. Now is our window guys. Now is our time. So we have to do it. But A.G. Brnovich says uh, he's all for it. And he's going to do his due diligence when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, the investigation of the report submitted to his office. Now, again, another one of our uh, patriot warriors out there, um, Senator Wendy Rogers. Oops, sorry. Sorry, Senator. Did not mean to move you there. Now, uh, Wendy Rogers has also been on a national campaign around, you know, the lower 48 
um, to um, promote and talk about the idea of forensic audits in a town near you, as well as auditing every county um, that had Dominion machines, which is most of them. Um, she's doing this to bring awareness to a tool, to bring awareness to a point of view, to be bring awareness to a weapon that we otherwise may not have realized that we had, and that is the election audit. And uh, so, like I said, she's been doing speaking engagements and stuff like that. Uh, but most recently, um, Senate uh, Senator uh, Karen Van, I mean Karen Van. Pardon me, Karen and Wendy. Senator Wendy Rogers also submitted a letter to A.G. Brnovich. Gotta wonder what she's uh, talking to him about here. And uh, it, it seems that um, Wendy Rogers is truly pushing for the decertification of the state of Arizona, as well as audits in all 50 states. Uh, let's check out what she had to say and who is on board with her. Memorandum for record, subject, letter from state legislators to the American people reference the 2020 election. Ah, interesting. It says, to the citizens of the United States of America, we, under, we the undersigned state, legisla state legislators of the United States, are vested with the plenary power by our United States Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, to oversee the election of the President of the United States. It has come to our attention from an audit of 2.1 million ballots in Arizona, complemented by an in-depth canvas of votes in Arizona, as well as through multiple different data reviews of voting by independent experts, that our representative republic suffered a corrupted 2020 election. In addition to Arizona, sworn affidavits have accumulated from many states detailing rampant corruption and mismanagement in the election process. Fraud and inaccuracies have already been shown through multiple audits and canvases in multiple states, as well as through lawsuits challenging the validity of election results in several counties in multiple states. We have come to the conclusion that all 50 states need to be forensically audited. Voter rolls should be scrubbed with a canvas of the voters to ensure future integrity of our elections. If results from these measures prove an inaccurate election was held, as has been done, uh, has been shown in Arizona and is being shown in many other states, then it is clear that certification of many electors was improperly rendered in January 2021 um, of the November 2020 United States presidential election. We call on each state to decertify its electors where it has been shown the elections were certified prematurely and inaccurately. If it is shown that either Biden um, would receive fewer than 270 tallied electoral votes, or Donald Trump would receive more than 270 electoral votes, then we call for the United States House of Representatives to convene and vote per the United States Constitution by means of one vote per state 
to decide the rightful winner of the election in accordance with the constitutional process of choosing electors. That is deep, ma'am. That is deep, ladies and gentlemen. They are invoking the age-old single-vote representative to determine who the winner of this contest will be. Uh, finally, uh, Senator Wendy Rogers' letter closes this way. This is our historic obligation to restore the election integrity of the votes as the bedrock of our constitutional republic. If we do not have accurate and fair elections, we do not have a country. Signed, Senator Wendy Rogers, but wait, she's not alone. Also signed, uh, let's see, uh, Senator, oh, whoops, I'm going to have to expand it. We have a uh, Senator Wendy Rogers. Oh, I should expand it like this. There we go. That's much better, Poppet. Okay. We have a uh, Senator Wendy Rogers of Arizona, Senator Sonny Borelli of Arizona, Senator Kelly Townsend of Arizona, Representative Mark Fincham, Representative Leo Biasucci, and Representative Joe Chaplick. Again, all of those are members of the Arizona legislative body. Looks like we got two more, Jacqueline Parker and Beverly Pingarelli and Kevin Payne. Sorry, it's three more. Uh, then we got a few folks from Colorado, Ron Hanks, Dave Williams, and Stephanie Luck, all representatives. I think uh, they're all representatives from this point forward, unless otherwise noted. Uh, Anthony Sabatini of Florida, Jim Carlin of Iowa, Sandy Salmon of Iowa, Steve Kara of Michigan, Dyer Rendon of Michigan, Glenn Grunhagen of Minnesota, Ann Kelly of Missouri, Cherry Tolson Reich of Missouri, uh, Senator Kerry Smith of Montana, and Senator Carl Glim of Montana, uh, Representatives uh, Steve Gunderson of Montana, Teresa Manzella, Bob Fallon, Paul Fielder, Ed Hill, Mark Noland, Brad Tishada, all from Montana. Uh, North Dakota Representative Jeff Magram, Oregon Representative Lily Morgan, Pennsylvania Representatives Senator Doug Mastriano, and Representative Burrowicks. Steve Toth of Texas. He's the only Texas representative that signed up for this. All right, guys, got to make some phone calls. I just found this uh, letter today, so I was not aware. Uh, very disappointed. Anyhow, uh, Steve Christensen, Philip Lyman of Utah, Rob Sutherland, Brad Clippert, Vicki Kraft of Washington. And it's a shame that Washington has more people signed up for this than Texas does. And finally, Tim Rampton of Wisconsin all having signed up to support uh, these efforts to uh, secure our elections and bring integrity back to the American voting system. Very exciting, guys, and a great, a great thing for all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the very tail end of today's report. Two more stories for you and we're done. I think we'll be done before the half hour. Thank you all for tuning in today and hanging out. I hope you guys enjoyed today's C-Report. 
It is great to see all of you guys in the chat and having a good time. And again, I thank you for your support by way of gold pill donations, uh, cash app love or PayPal attention. Uh, all of your donations go back into the sea reports or at least help get me a coffee so I can stay awake during the presentation. Anyways, uh, okay, guys. So, yes, uh, we're almost there. Let's go on to one of our final stories for tonight. Eh, ick. It is none other than the sociopathic demon, Jenna Griswold. And, of course, the uh, political exile, uh, Tina Page. Now, uh, again, we... Uh, sorry, Tina Peters, not Tina Page. We talked about Tina Peters, of course, on Friday's episode. Uh, when it was brought to our attention that um, there were moves being made in Mesa County, uh, Colorado, in regards to this election fraud, election audit effort that is currently underway, but not getting too far. Its wheels are spinning in the dirt because uh, Tina Peters is actively being uh, sought out um, to be removed from her position as a county clerk and recorder. And because of that, uh, we see that uh, Mesa County election oversight's kind of bit in a stir. They're kind of in a bit of a tussle right now uh, with new allegations being made. Now, where we last left off, you know, uh, Tina Peters had uh, received the document report on the fraud that occurred in Maricopa County. And she had submitted it to the commissioners, to judges, and I think probably even to the office of Griswold. And they went after her, you know, and... Uh, they uh, like uh, Jenna Griswold is calling for her to lose her job and uh, the commissioners have already replaced her, even though apparently it's not their position to do so. Uh, the uh, article I was reviewing in this regard was talking about uh, Colorado Secretary of State's office asking a Mesa County uh, District Court judge again this week to officially keep County Clerk and Recorder Tina Peters from overseeing the November election and instead appoint former Secretary of State Wayne Williams. Peters let an unauthorized man access a secure area at the county election office on May 25th, as well as uh, being part in the publishing of passwords from the voting system online back in early August during the dun -dun -dun, Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium. So uh, those are the main two reasons why they're going after Tina Peters. And aside from um, going after Tina Peters, they are, um, they are, they are, they are endangering her life guys. Like she had to stay out of her hometown, out of Mesa County for five weeks plus because they were literally going after her. Now, uh, secretary of snakes as pictured on uh, the left here, that's uh, my left, not yours. Um, she again, um, where are we at? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she and Mesa County resident Heidi Jean Hess, they both filed a lawsuit on May 25th. I mean, sorry, on August 30th in order to keep Peters and deputy clerk and recorder Belinda Kinsley or Nisley from handling the next election. So they don't want them to touch it at all because they might, uh, you know, figure something out in, in living color and in person. Now, the Mesa County Board of uh, County Commissioners appointed William, again, that's the uh, former Secretary of State, appointed William back in August 
as uh, the designated election official and ask the court to affirm that decision. But uh, Peter's attorney argued this week that uh, commissioners don't have the authority. Uh, Wednesday night's filing from Griswold's office asked for the court to make a decision on the removal and responded to allegations of wrongdoing by Peters. Peters' attorney, who is a former Republican Secretary of State, got all these Secretaries of State involved here. Uh, his name's Scott Gessler, or Jessler. He acknowledged in a September 17th legal filing that there was an unauthorized release of informative, um, of informative, uh, of information on one or more publicly available website. Uh, but he did say the actions by Griswold and the county commissioners to remove Peters and Nisley were wholly disproportionate and directly violate Colorado law. So uh, we will have to see where that goes in this regard for Tina Peters. But like I said, this story needs to get out there because according to what um, this uh, monster here, Jenna Griswold, has said in her studying of um, Colorado state election laws and rules um, that they are allowed to get away with uh, what they did, which is, is very much so a technicality. And I'm willing to bet, depending on who you spoke with that's in computers, um, they would have either an opposite opinion, which is the same, but opposite, or they would agree. And uh, that would just mean that um, it's still against the law to do what they did in Air in Colorado, even though they have a technicality, uh, no, a technical loophole that allows them to get away with it. All right. Um, for more information on this uh, Tina Peters Colorado Mesa County debacle, uh, we're gonna tune in to the words of one Patrick Byrne, um, as he has been following election integrity cases, you know, being that he was the one that is in charge of the America Project, which helped fund the Arizona Maricopa County audit to the tune of millions of dollars. And uh, any donations that that uh, nonprofit organization receives funnels those funds into fighting for integrity election, election integrity in states around our country. And uh, I hear they're gearing up to also fight um, in courts uh, for um, COVID and vaccine issues as well. So that's the kind of work that the America Project is doing. Patrick Byrne sits at the head of that. And uh, I kind of want to hear what he has to say about Mesa County, Colorado. So let's check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. Is it bad when the Secretary of State of one of our 50 states breaks the law and commits felonies under both the law of her home state and federal law? I think so. Uh, a choice little something has just appeared in the last 24 hours. The Mesa County uh, clerk and recorder, a young woman by the name of Tina Peters. Why is it that the gutsiest, strongest people in our movement turn out to be all the women? You know why? I think it's because they're mothers and they don't want their kids to grow up in a totalitarian society. Well, anyway, Tina Peters was the or is the clerk and recorder of Mesa County, Colorado, where Grand Junction is. And she got word 
that the bad guys were going to swoop in. I, I don't know who they were in her case, Dominion or ESS, whoever manufactured the machines in her, I think they were Dominion, that were used in, in uh, her county. They were coming in. Oh, yes, they were Dominion. That was their trusted bill. They started going around once the Arizona audit got going. They started going around with a system to wipe out all the data on all, the, on all their machines. And they called it the trusted build program. Of course, they couldn't say they were wiping out the data because that's a felony under federal law. law. Uh, so they've been saying, we're coming out with a trusted build. We have a nice clean build. We're going to put on the laptop, uh, put on the machines and such. It doesn't affect any of the past. We're just changing. We're just sort of, uh, you know, they had some explanation about why they needed access to the machines. The Mesa County clerk recorder, Tina Peters, smelled skunk. And on her own, without telling anyone, she got some cyber experts to come out and take an image of the hard drive as it existed. Then the company reps came out and they they wrote their trusted build, which was just supposed to update like a little software package. And what do you know? Then she took an image of that after they were there and they came in with the secretary of state insisted that this be done the secretary of state of colorado got behind on this i uh, got behind all this um uh yep and i'm just and what do you know when you compare images afterwards they have wiped out they've wiped out election 2020 they made it impossible to do an audit how odd how odd they wiped out all the data that's a federal crime as well as, I'm sure, multiple crimes under state law. But that's a federal crime. wonder why they felt the need to do that. Ah, thankfully, Tina Peters has the, bat, has the original image before they did it. And so they didn't wipe out the crime. But guess what the federal authorities did? The FBI showed up and raided the house of the woman, of Tina Peters, of the woman who's the government official whose sole responsibility is making sure all the books and records and stuff are kept sacrosanct and not cheated. She, by making a copy of her own, and then so she was able to prove after the fact that the people the Secretary of State was sending out actually changed and wiped out the election because she was able to prove that the first response from Washington, D.C. was to try to goon her, try to go after her. However, she has now written to the Board of Commissioners and said, as of yesterday, that she has... Re received the enclosed report from the cybersecurity experts. They analyzed it and she wanted to get, I wanted to get this in your hands immediately. She says, from my review of the economic summary, it does appear my concerns were more than justified. As you know, the legal duty to preserve election records falls solely to me and my office. Extensive amounts of data required to be preserved were instead destroyed and done in a way that was totally beyond my control or knowledge. Among other things, these deletions were to preclude a forensic audit of the last election. Thanks to the pre-trusted build image I had commissioned, these data have been preserved in full compliance with my obligations under federal and state law, preserving the integrity of our county's election record. Uh, uh, the author determined the forensic examination determined that the system cannot meet the certification requirements of the state of Colorado and not should not have been certified for use in the state. Okay. Uh, so major federal crime was just proven. 
by the clerk and recorder of Mesa County, Arizona, and the involvement of the Secretary of State of Colorado, who's been threatening these people for doing their jobs. So, uh, gee, I wonder what this could, I wonder, uh, they don't look guilty. I want to look guilty there, do they? <laughs> that smile. They don't look guilty. Uh, I didn't see what some of you peeps are saying. Hmm. Mm hmm. I will definitely have to take a look at that, Two Rivers. Something about uh, Dr. Jane Ruby. By the way, what's a glowy? Do any of you guys know what a glowy is out there? Someone called me a glowy the other day. I was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about my spirit glowing so brightly or what? Anyhow, uh, that's what the scare was about at the cyber symposium. Yes, that's what the scare was about. That's what, and, you know, what were they going to say? I think, I think maybe the scare was more exciting than, uh, than uh, whatever it was that they were supposed to talk about, which I think they were not able to talk about because of what happened in Colorado when Mike, Mike Lindell was all, tell your friends to be here at... 7 p.m. The most important information you will ever hear out of this cyber symposium. 7 p.m. Tell your friends. And then he, yeah, and then you guys remember how that went. You guys remember how that went. Uh, but anyhow, so yeah, exactly, guys. This is uh, the situation here in Colorado. It's important. It is a. Uh, it is. It is paramount that we get this information out. So, just go uh, type in your search bar. Tina Peters, and uh, whatever articles you find, put them through your socials, get them unpilled. People need to know about it because uh, the national file is the only other paper, the only other news source besides myself that has actually said something about this story that's not a Colorado local. So get it out there, guys. Very important. Very, very important. We are the news now, right? We are the news. Ah. Okay, let's go over to the final story for tonight. And one would wonder why I would allow such a wretch to come across the screens of the Sea Report. Why would I even talk about a story like this to begin with? Because after all, guys, I mean, we don't do celebrity news here at the Sea Report. That's not what we're about. That's not our lifestyle. We are not those people. Aha! Sorry, Just V says a glowy is an FBI or CIA agent. I told... That's a new one. I mean, I've been called an infiltrator before. I've been called a liberal in disguise. Uh, but I've never been called a glowy. I wonder why they consider me a glowy. Hmm. Is it because my information's better than theirs? <laughs> Anyways, okay. So let's get back to R. Kelly. It's not really my information, Anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Okay, so R. Kelly, guys. R. Kelly, not our Kelly, not his Kelly, R. Kelly, okay? So R. Kelly, um, as you guys know, has been uh, under the microscope of jail. No, just kidding. Uh, investigation? I mean, all this stuff's already out there. He finally had his day in court, okay? This was the verdict. R. Kelly, 54, faces 100 years in prison after he is found guilty of all nine counts of sex trafficking and racketeering. 
R&B star recruited and sexually abused women, girls, and boys for over three decades. Stories a little bit deeper than I remember. Where we last off, where we, where I last left off with R. Kelly, he was peeing on a 14-year-old, okay? I did not know all of this was going on. Anyways, I apologize for the crass image that I might have just inserted to your head out there, friends at the podcast. But uh, that's where I last left off with R. Kelly. Urinating on a minor and then recording himself and saying things to the effect of, you're the most beautiful 14-year-old I've ever slept with. Why would you... Anyways, okay, never forget about that. Forget about R. Kelly and his idiocy. Let's talk about R. Kelly's um, uh, charges and his punishments. So as I said, R. Kelly was found guilty of all nine, um, all nine counts of racketeering and sex trafficking by a federal jury on Monday during his sex trafficking trial, where prosecutors accused the R&B singer of exploiting his stardom over a quarter century to lure women and underage girls into his orbit for sex. A jury of seven men and five women reached the verdict after nine hours of deliberation and a six-week-long trial featuring lurid testimony. And we are not going to get into that testimony because the article that I got this from, it was explicit and it was like, I don't know, 20 pages long. So uh, we're just going to review the uh, important facts here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, R. Kelly faces up to 100 years in prison, uh, 20 years for racketeering, and 10 years for each of the sex trafficking convictions. Sentencing is expected to take place on May 4th, 2022. Kelly has remained in custody after being denied bail in his New York City case in October 2019. The jury began deliberating federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges against the superstar on Friday in Brooklyn after prosecutors and defense attorneys finished their closing arguments. Prosecutors say Robert Sylvester Kelly, that's R. Kelly, 54, ran a Chicago-based criminal enterprise for nearly three decades and that he used to, he used to target groom, and exploit girls, boys, and women for unwanted sex and mental torment. The witnesses said Kelly subjected them to a perverse and sadistic whims when they were underage. He was he has denied any wrongdoing. The acts presented during disturbing testimony included bribery, kidnapping, forced labor rape, druggings, imprisonment, and child pornography. Some key allegations from the trial include assaulting underage victims and knowingly giving them herpes, coercing victims into getting abortions after impregnating them, because I guess he was, uh, he didn't know about the whole adrenochrome market. He could have had an entire adrenochrome factory with these girls. Yeah, I, I guess you weren't that smart, R. Kelly. But uh, that's not what we want. Please understand. I'm just being facetious in an unfunny way. 
All right. Um, other things that um, other allegations that arose in this trial also included slapping, choking, spitting at, and urinating on his victims. Which incident? Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, I'm going to leave that for Mr. C in the dark. In regards to preferences of the gay community and that statement, um, let's see here. Also, um, subjecting his victims to cruel punishments such as beatings or locking them in a room without access to food water or a bathroom when um, when they disobeyed his rules. He also forced his victims to write letters denying allegations uh, denying allegations of abuse against him. Uh, he also threatened his accusers and their families if they attempted to leave him or press charges. His illegal marriage to singer Aaliyah, which involved obtaining a fake ID for the then 15-year-old so the nuptials could be performed, were also allegations that were included in this trial. Wow, I did not know about that. Now I know why she's dead, besides the fact that Beyonce needed to uh, remove her. Anyways, guys, uh, the story concludes this way about R. Kelly. In order for the jury to convict R. Kelly on racketeering, which carries up to a 20-year sentence in jail, in prison, jurors had to find him guilty of at least two of 14 predicate acts, the crimes elemental to the wider pattern of illegal wrongdoing. And he was also charged with multiple violations of the Mann Act, M-A-N-N, which makes it illegal to transport anyone across state lines for any immoral purpose. Throughout the trial, prosecutors argued that Kelly's accusers were indoctrinated into his world, groomed for sex, and kept in line by coercive means of control, including isolation and cruel disciplinary measures. They argued that Kelly, with the help of members of his entourage, used tactics from the Predator playbook to sexually exploit his victims. Where is Chris Hansen when you need him? And uh, that's what's up with our Kelly guys. Now, we never touched this with a 20-foot pole since its inception, of course, at that time, we also did not know that uh, these allegations of uh, human trafficking were even a part of it. Like I said, I thought he was just a pedo pervert, you know, didn't know he was running an enterprise, didn't know he'd made a business out of uh, human slavery, uh, one of the grossest kinds. In relation, ladies and gentlemen, to such um, such concepts and such such platforms as bringing awareness to human trafficking and child sex trafficking and uh, child pedo pornography stuff like that. This case is uh, is going to be one of the hallmarks, one of the building blocks of. Save Our Children 2.0, in my opinion. It's going to bring this back to the limelight. Uh, it's going to bring it back to the forefront. Uh, let's see if another story like this drops. But justice is being served. So watch out, you human trafficking pedophile, you know, criminals out there. 
because this and especially this is the other this is the other key part of this because they are coming for you but especially if you are a member of the elite celebrity class the elite business or banking financing legislative judiciary class you will not you will not be denied justice or i should say justice will not be denied of you because if he cannot get away with this and and granted someone out there might say he's just a fall man i don't know i don't know enough about this case to say so but what i do know is this is going to put into the minds of people everywhere that even celebrities are not going to escape this if they've been doing such activities and you know we've already seen several others who have uh, had that handed to them like uh, base nectar the dj uh, from europe who was found to be uh, basically grooming and uh, and engaging in um, you know pedophilic type of actions, and I believe that uh, um, he, trafficking was also involved in that as he uh, as he you know toured all around the world, you know. So um, it's gonna it's gonna come out again, but uh, this is another mark, ladies and gentlemen, against the elitist celebrities out there. They are not safe from justice. The only thing that keeps them safe is time, okay? Because ultimately, with the assistance of time, they can maintain their freedom, but eventually that time runs out. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm sure you guys have all heard about the newest red pill celebrity. <laughs> I enjoy this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Rihanna. The um, I get I guess R and B hip hop singer, song du jour, whatever she is, um, she is apparently the latest member of the uh, elite celebrity society to uh, seemingly turn against the general message of their masters and uh, speak out for themselves. In this case. Uh, where we had uh, Nicki Minaj going on a tirade and being very obnoxious about her point of view, which I am totally fine with, because as long as I have known about Nicki Minaj, in fact, when I first saw her, I was like, this is obnoxiousness incarnate. This is who she is, ladies and gentlemen. She is just a big old ball of silicone obnoxiousness. But I'm okay with that, because, uh, I mean... She's waking people up. I would never be able to, and that's fine with me. She can scurry off back into her elitist celebrity hole after this whole ordeal is done if she wants to. But um, the people who were activated by Nicki Minaj will not be able to go back to sleep because uh, they'll probably actually start to do research. Now, in this case, we have Rihanna who uh, is uh, seen uh, sporting this Think While It's Still legal shirt. Now, quite honestly, this could be mockery. She could be mocking us because uh, uh, as Ohio Kimmy says in the chat room, don't trust those satanic bitches. I know about the supposed involvement of what uh, at least Rihanna does. Like, uh, I've heard stories about her. 
Um, and then, of course, we know that um, Nicki Minaj uses all sorts of satanic imagery, you know, if it's not in her music. And I don't think it uh, it is uh, with the exception of some of her tracks. Um, it is not as uh, widely or profusely um, included in it. But when you see her at, you know, the Met Gala or you see her on the red carpet sporting satanic ceremonial um, um, Versace clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, you get the gist. OK. Now, um, I'm not saying I trust them, but uh, they are waking people up. Now, I don't know if Rihanna is going to wake anyone up because this is just speculation, I think, for sure on the part of the paparazzi because she is wearing a shirt that would seemingly tell her fans to think while you can because it's going away. Now, if you look at her face, and maybe it's just because she always has that look of mischief. I would say she's maybe being, um, you know, she's making fun. She's kind of mocking. But here's where the plot thickens, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, where this photo was just snapped sometime last week, probably on Thursday or Friday. Photos, um, photos were published on the internet that took place at the beginning of September. Um, that took place just prior to Nicki Minaj going public about her cousin's swollen balls and the uh, connection to that and the COVID-19 vaccine. And it's funny, she went from the COVID-19 vaccine all the way through First Amendment rights. Mm. So um, that would be this photo here. Pictured here, ladies and gentlemen, is one Rihanna with Nicki Minaj this month just before Nikki went public. So there is a lot of speculation in the celebrity field, the celebrity news and the paparazzi news, not particularly in the America First news, but I am sharing this with you guys because it tickles my funny bone and I kind of I find it quite funny that these uh, women, and, and again, we cannot trust these satanic bitches, right? But at the same time, we cannot deny them if they're redeeming themselves. We cannot deny them if they've turned over a leaf. And it is not our job to judge them. We don't have to like them, but we cannot judge them. I mean, we can judge them, but should we? I mean, what if this is them saying, I'm sorry for all the satanic crap that I've done? I don't know. I'm not saying that they are, and I'm not siding with them, although I actually do like Rihanna. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, all of the speculation here is now that since these two were together in, and I guess this guy right here behind Rihanna is some famous guy like Loco, Lil Wayne, Diddly, Piddly, Psycho, Child, 123XYZ. I don't know the name of these rappers. Uh, she's literally the only like uh, R&B hip hop artist that I, 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 I have. She's the first and only concert I ever went to by such stylings of music. Anyways, that's not the point. The point here is that um, um, there's speculation that uh, Rihanna is jumping on board with Nicki Minaj and Rose McGowan in uh, fighting against the establishment that they have been a part of for so long. And uh that they would be maybe some of the patriots are just jealous that these bitches are going to reach more people than they ever could that's just the way of it guys uh don't have any expectations right because you will be divided and uh the end's not for everybody <laughs> 
so all the patrons who hate these two people are just going to drop off. They're going to be like, I'm tired of this bull. I'm not going to stick around and settle for this. No, just kidding, guys. I'm being, I am being absolutely facetious, but this time in the funny way. So anyways, guys, uh, yep, that's, that's just that. That is just that. I have nothing else to say, but uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sea Report tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I think we had quite a good report I think the stories were uh, the stories were pertinent and fluid and um, and uh, you know guys uh, I enjoyed my time with you all here tonight. So uh, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, if you are over at the foxhole.app, I am now clicking off the release the scratching button, and the scratching has been released. If you are joining us over at Twitch or at Clout Hub, thank you so much for uh, coming into the report for today. Don't forget, we also do show all. Don't forget, the C-Report is live Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Central, until an unforementioned amount of time passes. But we also have other shows. Uh, Mr. C in the Dark on Friday and Saturday at midnight Central Time and Lone Star News on Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And uh, that's kind of where we are right now over at Mr. CTV. So make sure you tune in. If you enjoy the content that you see in any of our shows, please make sure that you share it with your friends, your family, and spread the word about the C-Report, Mr. C in the Dark, or Lone Star News. And uh, if you have a chance and uh, you prefer uh, the podcast format, um, or perhaps you'd like to see, uh, listen to our shows when your eyes are too busy to lock on a screen, or maybe you have a friend or a family member that likes the podcasting platforms as opposed to the live streaming, send them over to anchor.fm slash the C report. And you can hear every single one of these episodes, but in podcast form. So your hands and eyes are free to do as they please. And you can still get the information and uh, my little, you know, quips of entertainment or, you know, whatever I try and do here. Um, and um, yeah, and you will also be supporting the broadcast in that way. Now, also keep in mind, you can subscribe to the C-Report via podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, except iHeartMusic. But you can find us on Spotify, Google, Go Ogle, and uh, I, whatever. I, I podcasts, I don't know, I, 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 Arthur podcasts. Uh, but indeed, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again. We will be back tomorrow at the same place at the same time for the next edition of the Sea Report. Until then, my friends, you have a beautiful evening. And uh, as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We will see you tomorrow.